In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Yes, Stacy. Oh my God, you guys! This is so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. That was the Silva twins, Darcy and Stacy. You might know them from the TLC franchise, Ninety Day Fiance. Their new show, Darcy and Stacy, just premiered this past Sunday. What did you guys think? Hot train wreck, right? Hot mess of hair and and makeup, and what a journey! If you see pictures of these twins. Uh, they show pictures during the show, and in one picture, they have Darcy and Stacey in high school, and we find out they, big shocker, they weren't popular in high school, and they really blossomed in college, but it looks like um, Stacy only had one eyebrow for a good portion of high school, and that reminded me a lot of my high school experience. I went into my freshman year of high school in a rib brace, because <laughs> I jumped out of a off a pool slide and, and broke all of my ribs, That's so I, I appreciate uh, Darcy and Stacy, the Silva twins. Uh, that was a hit song. Um, that was called, um, what, what is that called? Oh my God. That was called lock my number lock, lock, no lock your number. <laughs> I was like thinking of block my number. That was lock your number by the Silva twins. You guys, welcome to the program. We've got so much to talk about today is going to be a little different, but lock your number. I wanted to, to, to talk about because that actually is one of the the Patreon that I have, So Bad It's Good, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Um, there is a, 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 a level there that you can buy where I will break down, lyrically break down because it is a gift from God. And of course, I don't want to charge for a gift, but, I, you know, I don't have AC right now. So we got to do what we got to do. I don't got a job right now. So we got to do what we got to do. So there is a level on the Patreon where you can pick a song and I will break down that song for an episode. And today we have 
one of my Patreons, uh, they picked that song by the Silva Twins. It's my great friend, Maria Rincon. I don't know, Maria, am I saying your name? Maria has been with me from the beginning, a listener from the beginning, a friend from the beginning of this. She's been so supportive. So this is for Maria. I'm going to break that down this song later in the program. But guys, this, this magic that I'm going to do with this song later... This could be yours. If you want to know what, like, um, I know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is, you know, holler at me. I can tell you what that's all about. If you want to know, I mean, last week we did WAP by uh, uh, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion. We got my mom to say that the P word in WAP, which was wild. Um, 50th episode. That was pretty good, right? You guys are probably still digesting it because it was five hours long. And it was one of those monsters in my mind. And I know... We've talked about this. I, I take this so seriously, and I know you're like, hey, it's just a podcast, but it was such a bear in my mind, so that's why this is coming out a little later. Probably this will be out Thursday morning because I wanted to give you an extra day to digest it because I'm sure there's just so much of my content coming at you that can probably get pretty exhausting. So today's going to be a little different. Today I'm going to slow it down a little bit. You're going to still get a lot of content. It'll probably be broken up into two episodes. Um, we're going to try some things this week. Um, this week... I just got to be honest with you. I was exhausted uh, doing interviews. I it it's one of the most fun things about the job, but the scheduling and the talking and it just um, I know this sounds weird, but it can like sometimes just really take a toll. And last week took a toll on me. So tonight we're going to do this just me and you. We will have my parents for an extended interview for 45 minutes, but that's my parents. That doesn't count. That's Bill and Becky Bailey. You know Bill and Becky Bailey. They're your family, too. So that's that's a family little section. But today's going to be fun because what we're going to do is we're going to just do breakdowns. We're going to do solo breakdowns. Are you guys with me for that? We do breakdowns usually. I'll give you one usually on um, a podcast episode or I've started to, and then the rest will be on Patreon that week. Today, you're going to get all of them. We're going to do Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last week. We're going to do Real Housewives of New York, so you're ready for that tomorrow night when the new episode airs. We're going to do Real Housewives of Potomac, and we're going to do a little show that really infuriated. It really chapped my hide this week, you guys. It it rhymes with Shemlo. No, I can't even do it. It's Below Deck Med. Whew. I'm steaming, you guys. I'm steaming. And, of course, I'll break that up into um, timestamps for you so you can skip around to the show you watch. And, of course, we're going to just talk about some regular stuff. I did, before I'm recording this tonight, I did stop and watch the new Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which we will have guests on to talk about next week for the 52nd episode. Because, guys, I finally got to see, live on film, Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo. I saw what I got to tell you, just to be honest, and I, I know this is a spoiler if you haven't seen it. The, I'm almost in tear. I'm almost I'm tearing up right now. It's so emotional for me to talk about. I've thought about this for so long. The camera sets foot and it all, all of a sudden in my head, I, I was like, oh, my God, I, I could smell lemons. I could smell homemade pastas. Uh, I'm not even, I'm hard of smell. I don't know if you know that it's very hard for me to smell. Sometimes it'll be like, you smell. And I'm like, I can't smell it. I was transported to a Tuscan village. I was a, a very, I was a small Tuscan boy, and it transported me to the, I think I was in, it was like the 1940s, I was Erica Jane, I just went back into the past, and the moment that camera set foot in there for Teddy, Teddy Boring Mellencamp's uh, baby shower, uh, it was very emotional for me, it's very emotional, uh, I do want to, I'll give you an update on our party at Buca de Beppo, 
A lot of people don't think I left that phone message last week, and I want to prove those people wrong. Because you are. Because you are very wrong. And hardy har har, I actually did call. And hardy har har, they called me back. I do things, guys. I put plans to action. I make things happen. I'm a mover. I'm a shaker. I'm what you call a bad boy of podcasting. And I'm sorry to be this adamant, this ferocious up front, but that's what a bad boy does. I don't, you know, I am, I am the Kanye West of podcasting. I'm a bad boy. You got to worry about me. You got to worry about me. Where's he going to be? Is he going to do it on time? What's he doing? How long is this? All the things that a bad boy does when it comes to podcasting. That's who I am. And I appreciate you guys so much. Because it's hard to love a bad boy. I'm sure your parents out there are being like, don't listen to that guy. That's a bad boy. Maybe listen to one of the cleaner podcasts. Maybe listen to NPR or The Daily or, or you know, one of the, the, the podcasts done by losers. We know who we're talking about, right? You guys know. But that's not what you get with me. You get a sense of danger with me. When I talk Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you probably are like, damn, that guy whoa, like it's, it probably like blows your hair back a little bit. And I appreciate that. Um, and that's why we call you guys the baddies. <laughs> I still can't, it's hard to say it with a straight face, you know, the baddies, but I guess we do. Like I throw up a little when I say that. Um, uh, okay. So we're still, are we still in quarantine? I think we're still in quarantine. Um, we still got the Corona. We're doing the Democratic National Convention this week. I hope a lot of people were inspired. I hope we all know that we are together as a country, no matter how much we hate each other. The only things that we should hate as a country, I've said this many times, is Jax Taylor, and I've added a new one, Teddy Cougar Mellencamp. Those are the only two people we as a nation should hate together. The rest of it, we got to find a way to work together. We got to find a way. We got to find a way, and we will. But today we're going to laugh. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do, we're going to be bad together. Bad boys and bad girls of pad of podcast of podcasting. Bad girls of podcasting. Hey, how you guys doing there, podcasters? Whew, it's only nine minutes in, and I've already managed to annoy myself. Um, okay, so uh, as we usually do up top, business of the podcast. If you want to reach out to me, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. If you want to support me. Uh, I know there's really no reason because you have a lot of content you haven't gotten to because how the show works, you can go back to past episodes and check those out. There's so many great interviews in there, so many good bits that I really love. Uh, so you can always have those free of charge. If you want more, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Um, I want to tell you some good things that um, that my Patreons, my patrons have done for me by signing up. Uh, I did lose my job recently, and I was able to sign up for health care for insurance uh, yesterday because of my patrons. And that's huge. That means I can hurt myself repeatedly like I tend to do, and I could potentially have a doctor. You guys, shopping for health care was one of the, the craziest things I've done. I've had a job for 13 years, so to actually search for that on the open market was scary as hell. And I can see why now everybody talks so much about health care. So that my patrons do for me. <laughs> I would love some more patrons because I, I hate to be, put the kids out of the room. Take the kids out of the room. Are the kids out? Okay. It is hot as balls in Los Angeles right now. Hot as balls. And 
I would like to get a <laughs> I would like to get an air conditioning unit for my window. So hey, let's get some more patrons there so I can get get some AC. Get some AC up in this mug. I shouldn't have to feel like I'm a poet doing like a podcast at one in the morning. Like I'm sweating. It is eleven o'clock and I am dripping sweat. I have this fan behind me that blows hot air on me. And I know this is part of being an an artist. <laughs> Will you guys let me call myself an artist, please? Will you guys just pretend the podcast is art? Yeah, so this is part of being an art. This is the art I'm sharing with you. And so I'm an artist. So I would like to be an artist with air conditioning. And maybe if I was a real artist, I wouldn't even care. Maybe I would. I don't know. I'll think about that. So please give give it a thought to supporting the Patreon. Um, I am in the middle of making a song for my patrons where uh, I'll... Yeah, it'll, that will become clear in a future episode very soon. Um, oh, God, you guys, I know I shouldn't care about this stuff, but guess who put me in their stories? That's right, Dorit Kemsley. Yep, heir of the Buca de Beppo, the Dorit's Room Buca de Beppo. She reposted one of our images. And when I say images, I mean me and my partner Maritza Lopez, who you heard talk on the podcast last week. Um it thrills me to no end to make contact with Dorit Kemsley. Uh, count, count, count. What if I find out I have like a stutter at this point in my life? Um, but that was very exciting. Um, so what else do we have to talk about? I hope you guys are okay. Uh, I've talked to a lot of you guys on Instagram. Follow me at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, I have a thing in the next two days. I am going to try to get through all of my DMs. And I'm very excited about that because I know I have not hit a lot of them. So you guys all deserve an answer uh, or just a response. So I will be getting to those. So if you have anything to tell me, tell me there. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. So is that cool if it's just us today, you guys? Let's just like kind of get weird. Let's get wild. I like doing these solo recaps. It's really fun. Um, And I think you guys like them too. So hopefully you do. If not, we will be back to the interview format next week. Uh, Please subscribe. Please leave a review if you can. A lot of people have. It just takes one click to hit five stars if you like it. If you don't like it, I get it. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Please don't leave me a bad review even for fun. Like even for like... I don't know. I feel like that's karma in some way. And if heaven exists, I do believe I will find out those people that gave me the bad reviews. But I put a lot of work into this. Um, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. It might be bad work, but I would love to keep doing it. So please, if you can, just hit five stars. If you like it even more than that, feel free to write some comments. I really do appreciate it. We have very few uh, litmus tests on how these things actually work. We have downloads, but it really does help for those reviews. Okay, enough show. Are you guys ready to have fun? Let's have fun. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, my friend, my friend Millie, uh, her mom listened to me and called and said I sounded like Regis Philbin, which I think like, I think that's true, but I think I'm like a sexy Regis Philbin. Like, I, I mean, like if Regis Philbin was wait, I mean, if Regis Philbin was alive, Rest in peace, Regis. Uh, but if he, you know, if he was younger and sexier, then I would take that as I would be like, yes. But I'll take that. I'll take Regis Philman. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I was literally about to do an intro. I had parents that bore me. Uh, their names are Bill and Becky Bailey. They are on the podcast. The podcast, Ryan. Could you get it together? It's called podcast. Just speak slowly. Don't be nervous. You. Talk to these people for 50 episodes. They're your friends. Don't be nervous. Oh, that would be funny if I just give myself pep talks halfway through each episode now. Um, so I wanted to give uh, – sometimes it, I, I, try, I, was, I, was, I was on my friend Annabelle DeSisto's podcast today. 
And I was explaining that I've said this many times, but it is really cool to be able to speak to my parents and have like the the mic between us. To, I can ask anything I want. But this week I posted something on Instagram and I had you guys ask some questions and you guys sent me a lot, a lot of questions and it was so amazing. And we'll do this again sometime. But uh, there is a nice 45 minute interview with my family that I think um, I think you guys will really like. If you like my parents on the show, you will love this. Um uh, yeah, so they answer your questions. They talk. I think it's just real. Uh, it's just really nice. So here, as always, my parents, Bill and Becky Bailey. And if that's what you have in mind, yeah, that's what you're all about. Good luck moving up because I'm moving out. How's uh how, how's having uh, air conditioning going? It's fantastic. The mom's freezing to death. Thank God we have air conditioning. Yeah, thank God. I my the walls at this house are on Ooh. fire. Like you can touch the wall and it actually is hot. Oh, I forgot you don't have air conditioning. It's hot. I remember when you had that one house and they the lady when you were looking at it said that the brick in there was like a brick oven in the summertime. Yeah, and I'm on the top floor, so it's like it just it's gr- like oh. I, I I it it was crazy. I had the the one the fan on me, and it just blows hot air onto me. So oh, yeah. like what mom does to me. <laughs> oh, on fire! See, that's that's the kind of that's the kind of humor that air conditioning brings. Uh, Dad's on fire. You can tell. Yeah, that's it's over a hundred. It was over a hundred degrees today, and that's and in the valley it was like 107. Wow. Well, yeah. we have 114, so and we've had it for a month. It's just hot. Yeah, it's just really. We're really looking good. forward to the beach next week. The yeah, ocean. so Long Beach. That's great. That's uh, so that's right on the beach. But I don't. Yeah, right. But so I don't think you can swim in that beach, though. No, I don't know. Because well, it said it's between the beach and the harbor. If you go out the back door, you're in the harbor. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Or you're in the beach. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, you can't swim uh, in the I, I Google, I, uh, Google Earth it to yeah. check it out. It's a huge beach. No, it's supposed to be a really cool area. It's in Belmont. Yeah. yeah. So we're uh, looking forward to it, really. Yeah, no, it'll be awesome. I'm actually looking forward Too to it. Too bad get... you can't join us. <laughs> 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 Mom gave me the address. It's too late. Um, so I well, had I the wrong address, and there's no key. <laughs> okay, for you, for you, for me. Um, so I had the listeners. They, uh, I had them ask questions. Are you guys in the mood to answer any questions? Your dad is sure. Okay, let's <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, wait, wait, how are the uh, how are the kids doing? Kids are doing great. Addison started tennis lessons yesterday here at the club. That we used to belong to with the mask on, air, you know, and and I went up to watch her yesterday. At five o'clock, it was so hot. Yeah, Very like how, she got a little exhausted. Her face was just red as heck. How are yeah. kids doing that in the heat on top of any of this stuff? I know. Drink a lot of heat. Drink night. a lot of water. Connor's doing good too, and everything. So no, they're doing great. Wow. Well, Dad, did you play any uh, sports growing up? I did. I, I, you know, baseball, football, basketball. That's all we had back then. Were you good at any of them? I was decent. I was pretty good. I was really good at baseball. 
But the only thing was his older brother was very good at football, Bill. Is that right? Howard was very good yeah. at everything. Yeah. So he was Howdy's little brother. So you're going to take it away from me already? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sad that... It was sad that you weren't as good as it. <laughs> that got to be under that was, ownership. Was Uncle Dale good at sports or just Uncle Howard? Like I say, Uncle Howard was was real. He was big man on campus the whole bit. Dale Dale played sports, but he was like me. He was he was good. You know, he participated and good. But you know, Howard was really good. But look at him now. <laughs> that's a that's an inside joke. You, I'd have to explain years and years yeah, of family thing. Black sheep. And that's <laughs> yeah. Black sheep. Uh, let's see, my let's see the first. This first one isn't a question. It's just that. Uh, somebody says, I really only listen for your parents. I'm still trying to process the scotch tape incident. And that's when I put scotch tape over my penis oh, the, hole, remember? Yeah. Yes, yes, You yes. talked about that last week or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people were still shocked about that. Uh, hey, what is the penis hole called, Mom? What is that? You know what? I'm not the nurse your sister Uretha. is. Yeah, you're <laughs> Not the whole, what's the, <laughs> oh, okay, dad, dad knows it's the urethra, he said. Um, okay, here's what my, this is mom, how bad was your birth, mom, for me? Oh, <laughs> oh, um, very easy, I didn't have. I was there. I didn't have <laughs> uh, painkillers with either you or your sister, um. I, uh, it, I, you were late. And so that was kind of annoying. You were like 11 days. Well, you overdue, weren't as late as Kara. How late and, was Kara? Yeah, you were overdue. So it was, um, uh, that was aggravating, but it was a pretty simple delivery. I think. Wait, dad, were you in the delivery room or did they make you wait outside? No, I was in the was, delivery room. Yeah. yeah. Now what, for the first one, how, I mean, did you, did you watch me come out? Yeah. <laughs> and, and we did, we did this technique. Back I've never been able to look at you the same. <laughs> no wonder you're always disgusted by me. <laughs> but they yeah, had this. Right. It was called Lamaze. It was a breathing technique. Yeah. I thought your dad was going to pass out trying to help me do it, but he did a great job. Wait, did is that the one that they usually practice beforehand? Like you guys have to go yeah. to classes? Yeah, we went to classes. Ho ho ho! Don't yeah. don't don't. Don't drop it. anything, Mom. It works. It works. <laughs> um, okay, why why my middle name Kyler? That's our family name. My grandfather, or your yeah, my grandfather, your great grandfather, was um, that was his family name was mm-hmm. Howard Kyler, and his father died of a heart attack, and his mother was put into an insane asylum, and the children went to an orphanage. He was adopted by the Davises, so he kept his name Howard Kyler Davis. And your grandpa, my dad, was Robert Kyler Davis, and you then were Ryan Kyler. Wait, somebody got sent to the insane asylum into the family? Yeah, grandpa's mother, my grandpa, your great-grandpa's mother, after her husband died, they lost everything. They had, he had a bar a saloon or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they lost all of that. And because uh, that they, they were a little bit behind and she had no resources. The women didn't work at that time and she had no one to get help from. And she was so sad. She had to give up the children that she just lost it. Jeez. Well, on that note. Yeah. Wow. This is a comedy <laughs> oh, podcast. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dad, who, 
Dad, who was your first girlfriend or boyfriend? <laughs> Not that anything's wrong with that. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Who, I, who was your first girlfriend in Ohio? Uh, my first girlfriend, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, Carolyn Ray. Did you just make that? Is she from Canada? Did you just make that up? No, no, no. She's from Whitehall. In fact, really funny, when I first started dating mom, you know, and when I was home on leave and we we started dating, and here's mom lived in the south end of Columbus, and I lived in Whitehall, a suburb on the east side, so she didn't know anybody. So Anybody that he knew. Any, yeah. Carol and I were always on and off, so I said, well, I'm going to. You know, I, I told I told mom that it has something to do that night, so I, I had a date with Carolyn. Oh my god! But, but the night, but, wait a minute, but the night before, <laughs> I had a date with mom. So I go over there, and she goes, "Well, look, you go out with Carolyn tomorrow night, but don't expect me to wait at home." Oh, <laughs> well, how how did you find but, out? My friend, friend, I worked with, lived right down the street. From lived her. down the street from this girl, and she goes, "So, do you know Bill has a date tomorrow night with Carolyn?" And oh. I go. Oh, great. That's fine. You can have her. And this is before uh, social media or phones existed. Like, nobody could have exactly. busted you. Correct. That, men are exactly. trash. Jeez. Wait, um, uh, what, <laughs> was you, who was, world. what was your first kiss, Dad? Was that Caroline Ray as well? Uh, no question. Uh, and, your, and your sister doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> or your mother. Yeah. No. Um, oh, it was, uh, it was Linda Weitzel. And what, was that when you were like young, young, or was that when you were? No, I was like 22, 23. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? I was like, wow! I can't believe no, my no, dad. No. I can't believe my dad got kissed earlier than I did. I was like, I think I was like 13, 12, 13. Did you kiss her? Or did she kiss you? No, you? She kissed me. And she and, was a year older than me. Oh, nice. Just like mom is. <laughs> Hey, mom, four months different. But and mom, what was your first kiss? Was it dad or was it? No, we I'm used joking. to play that game, spin the bottle, and then you'd go in the closet and have to kiss whoever that that was. And I don't remember the person's name. But the funny thing about when you're talking about social media and, and finding out about stuff, when I very first was dating dad, and then he went to England, I went to uh, a fellow that I worked with had invited me to an air show in Cincinnati. And I went, and Dad's best friend Kirby had caught, let Dad know that I was hey, home. I was, okay, I you was home. home. He, he let Dad know that I was at the air show you, with this other guy. You lied to me that time. Yes. Jeez, yes, uh, really, John? I said I was with my cousin. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see. But it worked out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, did it, it though? Later? I mean, um, let's see here. One sec. Uh, let me see. These are tough. Just keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I lost the page. Um, okay. I'm 33. Oh, this is good. I'm 33 with, with my husband, 38. She says, I'm 33. My husband, 38. We've been together for 13 years, but married three. I love him, but we fight a lot. No kids. Do Bill and Becky Bailey fight? <laughs> We, we had our, you know, stuff. now we don't. It's just like we're over well, the yeah, hill we, now. Yeah. 
but we did. We yeah. just don't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> well, I mean, also, I think that's a good thing to uh, is part of the reason you're. And by the way, I want to point out, you guys are coming to Long Beach, but it's still safe. It's still we're not partying or anything like that. It's not like there's oh, a big. No, oh, yeah, but no but um, and everything. This is an interesting thing, though, because I feel like a lot of couples or people that live together. I mean, because of quarantine and all of this, are literally driving each other crazy. I would think so, and yeah. it's, and it's and and well, you can compare it to. Unfortunately, it's mostly the moms, but there are dads out there too, staying home with the kids, doing this online schooling. The moms are all going crazy, and so it's the same type of thing when you're around anybody in a confined, have to be state like not a prison but you know you're you have to be there but it's kind of like a prison right yeah no but you don't have <laughs> Tell options me about it. <laughs> no i know i just but, but it's, it's, i mean you should, your marriage you should have outside interests too if yeah you of course yeah well on each other then that's where the fight you know it's like i want to do this you want to do that and you need to let each other and that's where carolyn ray thing. comes in yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. By the way, it'd be I'm funny talking. if it'd be funny if Dad on Facebook tonight goes. I was just talking about you. I was just reminded about you tonight by my son. How's it going? <laughs> yep, she, she'll call him. She'll FaceTime. No, him. we don't really. No, we don't argue or fight. I mean, yeah. little, little tips stop. or something like that. Like uh, what the hell? You know, just yeah. irritated. Just no big deal. Situations. We're and... comfortable with each other. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you've yeah, almost fifty years. So uh, I posted a picture of us as a family with Dad with the huge afro, and somebody asked, did, somebody asked, did you idolize Mike Brady? Oh, from the Brady. Because remember, he had that big afro. That's right. Yeah, that's right. No, uh, I didn't idolize him. No, <laughs> I had my hair, as you know, was always so bad. What do you mean, was bad? It, I mean, it was all kinky and, you know, wavy. You know, back in the days when the Beatles first came out and everybody had long hair. Yeah. I couldn't have long hair. It just wouldn't grow. It it just grew up. You know, that's why I had an afro. (laughs) But in fact, when I was at Ohio State, I was in a fraternity. My nickname was Burlo Pad. (laughs) Wait, wait, you were in a fraternity? Yeah, years ago, my freshman year at Ohio State. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. A long time ago. But did you, wait, did you finish Ohio State? No. Uh, okay, no. got it. That's what I thought. Okay, but you were in a fraternity. Did you have yeah. to like? Was it like Animal House? Did you have to pledge and all that stuff? Oh yeah, I pledged and all that stuff, and it was fun, you know, and uh, the whole bit. But but they used to call because my hair was so kinky and brittle, and they used to call me Brittle Pat. Um, but when did the thing where like because you were getting like perms to make your hair curlier, yeah. right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, gi- just I was giving in perms because I had no shape or anything. So, but no, I loved the afro. I really, really did. Yeah, I mean, but that was like the look back then. And yeah. that's how long he could grow his hair. He couldn't grow a ponytail, but he could do an afro. And well, I that's, love that's the same as me. I can't grow my hair. I could only grows bigger. Yeah. Really? Same no, way. I didn't know you had that too. That's why that's what. Well, I used to envy guys with the beat long hair. I still do, actually. I like long hair. Yeah, I think it would be really cool to grow, but mine only grows to a certain point, and then it just keeps growing like bigger and bigger. Yeah. Wow. Remember that one time, Mom, in I think it was in Kansas, where we went and we tried to straighten my hair? Yeah. And yeah. It, oh no, that was in Arizona, freshman year of high school, and then yeah. it straightened for like a couple hours and then it just curled up even harder. Do you remember oh that, talking about hair, do you remember when you first went to work at was it Petsmart? Yeah. When they that one and you were in their pre opening and you're stuck yeah. and you came you were sleeping and I walked in, in the morning and you were sleeping with your baseball cap on. 
and I yanked it off and you screamed. They had shaved. They had gotten out the dog clippers and shaved your head. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that was. Yeah. And for senior pictures. Oh, yeah. And then because then we did senior pictures later. Redone and did those yeah. Charlie Chaplin ones. Yeah. And everything. Your originals uh, senior pictures. You had a shaved head. Um, let's see here. Um Will they, uh, Carissa Kay says, will they adopt me and my husband and kids? Uh, yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Where are they from? Where are they from? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Carissa, I'm not sure where she's from, but it looks like she has a really nice family and she's, uh, I know she always supports the page and stuff. Um, Absolutely. We uh, love family. What? Oh, what is the most alarming thing that me or Kara did either at the same time or separately when young? I don't know. Like, I guess is that like most trouble we got into? Yeah. Let's see. Kara just mainly through temper tantrums. Yeah, Kara. I'm, Kara, Kara had a really bad temper and always say she hated us. Yeah. And all that. Well, no, no. Tell 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 people the thing that when uh, did we ever talk about like how Kara would scream from her hotel room uh, from her uh, hotel room from her room that she. She was yeah. getting, uh, she would scream like, stop hitting me, stop hitting yeah. me. No, no, don't hit me. Yeah, and that was great in Kansas City. And we just and moved there and we were talking to our neighbors across the street. And, of course, Kara was up in her room being punished. But she was, she had a little baby doll cradle she could stand on and look out the window. So we were there talking with our neighbors and Kara's up there screaming, no, don't hit me, don't hit me, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they were very relieved that we were downstairs because the lady was a teacher and she said she at one point thought of calling the uh, child protection services. That's, <laughs> she was, she uh, thought we were she? beating her. That's why it cracks me up. That's why it cracks me up. Uh, not that the kids ever give her trouble, but if if they ever yeah. uh, allegedly do give her trouble, it's yeah. funny from uh Remember that one time we were on the uh, car trip and, and you told Kara to like, do not go to the bathroom in here. And then she just pooped her pants to spite yeah. you. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 She <laughs> always would... thought that was you. Yeah. She... No, I do that yeah. now. No. Remember when I you remember used that's to coming pay... back from, that was coming back from Atlanta. Do you remember when you used to pay her not to get dad upset at dinner? Or yeah. Anything? I'd be like, don't, I didn't know. I'd be like, I just don't. I remember the Christmas when she uh, didn't get the right cabbage patch. To- remember the Christmas she didn't get the right cabbage patch yeah. doll from Grandma. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> Debbie made well, Debbie okay made her one because we there there were none available. I mean, you had to stand in long lines, and they were just sold out. So our neighbor lady made her daughter and Carol one, thinking that the two of them would love them. Uh uh-uh, uh not Kara. Woo. Um, no, with you, remember anything really? You were a gentle, tragic with you. Well, I remember, remember one time you got you got me really bad one time when you first started driving. Yeah, and then you know, you're with some friends. You came in and and you going, hey, you know, some guy egged us in the car, so I chased him down, and we were at a red light, and and I kept bumping his bumper, and I'm like going berserk, and you were teasing me. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. I was like, I you did know. what? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, no, this, this is a question for Dad. What are you working with down there? Is it six inches, seven inches, eight inches? What do you got? <laughs> oh, I want to hear this answer. <laughs> are you a shower? Are you a grower? What's going on? Yeah. It depends who you ask. <laughs> what's Caroline? Re- what's Caroline Ray going to say? Yeah, no. or what? 
this is six inches as yeah. he pulls no, no, oh yeah the uh, dad always does this joke you guys where he'll put up yeah. his fingers uh like like an inch and he'll go i have becky convinced this is six inches <laughs> well 12 inches 12 inches sorry sorry 12 inches yeah. uh, <laughs> um uh let's see here um uh oh this is mean why does ryan smell okay that's not um, oh okay wait this is funny wait wait this is actually no this i'll be cur- i'll be curious about this one did you guys ever question ryan's sexuality theater kid like to wear makeup did you ever wonder about him we still do. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you had, you had. Well, Dusty was my best friend. Like I was over the top. Well, there's yeah. nothing. I mean, I, yeah. there literally is nothing wrong with being gay. But like, oh, did you did no, you ever think I was about to come out to you at any point? No, not at all. Yeah. Never. And we saw the real thing. You know, you you had a friend. What do you mean you saw the real thing? You saw and it. He, he was, and he's he has a partner now. He's married, very happy. Yeah. So we we could tell the difference, of course. Yeah. Well, did you all also, Dad? I mean, like, and also, I was like, I mean, I think Dad. Like, I got like, I also had like pornography too. Like, oh, of course, of course, because of course, of course. Thirteen year old. How about Jimmy with you in the Playboy books? And yeah. You think we told that story? Yeah. To, um, once all this COVID hoopla, hoopla ends, where is the first place that you want to go to besides Long Beach? Africa. Africa. Yeah. And why Africa? Well, we were really looking forward to it. We planned it. and You know, it was really going to be really, really cool and everything and all the extra trips. And it was someplace we've never been. You know, we've been, we've been very fortunate, very blessed. We've been able to travel to a lot of places but we've never been to Africa, so it's just something new and exciting. And, and, and we've done a lot we, of cruising, we, but this was a safari. We this just want to do land, it. Totally different. And what? we want to go. We want to go to India. Why India? Just because of that TV show you were watching? Well, that was yeah. it. But too, but it's, it's different too. It's exotic. It's places we've never been. You know, and just you know, we love Europe. You know, and all that kind of stuff too. But still, this is so different. It's so. And they're so old. Our cultures are so old and everything. But we did just rebook for 2021. For Alaska. Alaska. But it's land and sea. It's two separate cruises with land in between and trains. And And I think the beauty of the scenery will be awesome. So many places we want to go. I mean, we still, I mean, I want to go back to Italy. I want to go back to London. Yeah. Yeah, the whole bit. I mean, we've done. We're done with Paris. We've been there a few times. So we want to go it. back to Israel. Yeah. Definitely. Wait, why? Why Israel? Oh, the religious content and, and all the so things. History oh, and uh, we just only got a taste of it from the cruise. You know, we were only on yeah. on land in um, uh, what uh, Jerusalem and Haifa, Nazareth, like eight hours each time, but to be in the path where Jesus walked and everything, it's just awesome. Oh, it's just cool. The history is. is What is your, what dad, what is your favorite place that you've uh, traveled to so far in your life? Uh, got a couple really, I mean, Barcelona was great. Oh yeah. I mean, so many like really loved Barcelona. Really. I would say Florence though. Florence. just. Yeah, I agree. Florence really is my, has been my favorite place as well. What, uh, Mom, what about you? Barcelona more than Florence, because we've been to Florence now twice. But I still want to go to uh, 
where is it by Florence where Connie's Tuscany. vineyard is? In Tuscany. Tuscany. Oh yeah, My yeah, yeah. Has has uh, they bought a vineyard in Tuscany and just they're in the process they're of having rich. a home built. Jeez. So I kind of like to go there. Yeah. What uh, What's the worst place you've ever been to besides Vietnam, Dad? <laughs> um, or what place didn't didn't live up to the the expectation? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to think. think. I mean, we really there was some place uh, Athens. Uh, I didn't care for. Yeah, Athens. Uh, that was Athens. We been there a couple of times, and it was just it was okay. Yeah. I mean, even a lot of story. Really cool seeing the you know the Pantheon and all that and the historical thing. But, it, but the yeah, city the city itself, itself wasn't. It just wasn't that. I didn't yeah. think it was all. I don't need to go opinion. back. Um, let's see here. Uh, what did you think that I would be? What did you think Ryan would be when he grew up? What did you want me to be? Well, we always knew you were into acting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Theater and I mean, acting. Really, was that was always, always, always from, it. From, from small to remember when you had your little chip spike and you used to <laughs> go on that and blow the horn. All the neighbors hated that horn. But uh, you wore the Chips uniform. You loved that show. You were really into TV where Carol wasn't. Yeah. That's what I mean, I, no, we always never, always, that's what you yeah. would do. Never, never thought Carol would be a nurse. You know, that, that was a surprise. I thought she'd be a lawyer the way she could talk me down. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I was talking, uh, it was so funny. I was talking to Nick and Nick, uh, Nick is, you know, Nick's established writer on a TV show. He's doing great. And yeah. his mom still will be like, Nick, like, give it another year. And then I think you should head <laughs> home and, and really kind of rethink all of this, you know? And Nick's like, really? Yo, yeah. Fun. Like he says still to this oh. day, he, she's like, give it another year. And then I'm like, but that's funny. Is that like, you guys have never said you need to probably rethink things at this point. You wouldn't be it's happy. Life. You would not yeah. be happy. No, I just think that's really it, interesting. And, and it might not, it can be in a different venue yes. in, uh, in this part. But well, look, I'm I'm podcasting now, and that's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, did you ever think of doing a podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. too too much. Yeah. Um, okay, I think you guys talked a little bit about this last week, but just to reiterate, what do you guys like to watch on TV? Well, I I I, I really really like Big Bang Theory. The reruns. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Wait, Wait wh- why do you like Big Bang Theory though? I think it's funny. Yeah, it's silly. It's just funny. Like I always say, how can anybody be a friend of his? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just funny. It's so well written, and I and I like Young Sheldon too. You ever watch? Have you ever watched? Like that? Have you ever watched Young Sheldon? Yeah, I watched it with you guys. Okay, well, duh. Yeah. Oh, you were aware, you know. But I mean, I I like that show a lot. I think it's the writing. They're so funny and everything. But then again, we. Not to sound snobbish, but we like the masterpiece theater stuff. Yeah, you know, on PBS and stuff. I just really like that stuff. Yeah. Ryan, you'll be thrilled. Oh, the VRBO has four TVs. Wow, that's big. We can and high speed internet. I checked for you. I said thank you. Son will be working on his laptop there. I have to make sure that the internet is. Working. <laughs> you know, well, I got to tell you, this is funny. How nothing's private anymore. Yeah, there's no. No secrets. So I got on uh, MapQuest the other day to map out where it was in Ocean Boulevard. I typed in the address and everything, and so I could, you know, checked it out how to get there. And then I looked on Google Map to see what it looked like and everything all around. 
So then last night I'm looking at Facebook, and there's a there is the exact place we're staying. Yeah. In Facebook. Yeah. Where we're is on my face advertising Airbnb, Airbnbs, whatever Ar- they are, RBNOs, whatever. And but anyway, but I'm like, my God. I mean, that happened. If I, if I, yeah, if I, I was doing on the podcast, I was taste testing some beverage that won a reality show, like people created, and I taste tested it, and I talked about it on the podcast, and I've been getting sponsored ads on Instagram all week for that beverage now. You do well. We were talking now. Alexa scares me. We were talking oh about a year or so ago about buying a new sofa, and we can't. We were just kind of talking about it, and all of a sudden we were getting all kinds of stuff for furniture stores for new sofas. Yeah, but I wish it worked for like if you talked about like the perfect girl, and then the perfect girl just showed up. (laughs) Oh, oh, but I have the perfect girl. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, sorry, more for me. Um, Here's a mean one. Were you? This is to me. Were you funny as a kid or did people just laugh? And as you got older, you got actually funny. <laughs> Somebody was making fun of me with that one. You were funny. Remember when Oh, you were um, always funny. We went to um uh dad's boss's son's wedding. Oh, and I did and the Casey Kasem imitation yeah. at the wedding. Oh, yeah, that's right. He came yeah, up to dad right. and goes his boss was me, he goes, Oh my god, he is hysterical. But you were also a very good actor. I remember your very first play at Horizon, The Man with the Plastic Sandwich. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Really there was cool. a lady yeah. sitting behind me, and she was sobbing towards the end there. Yeah. And so she gets up, and we, you know, when it's all over, and we're getting up, and I'm waiting for you. know. And she goes, do you know who that kid was? She goes, he, he's going to be famous someday. And she was just, she goes, he made me cry because it was a sad story. Yeah. Well, I think it's so funny that that was your very first time. That wasn't my son up there. That was an actor. Wow. Pretty nice. Do you hear that, guys? Um, I think it's funny in high school where they have like 16 year olds play like 40 year olds and 50 year olds. That that still makes me laugh. Um, Let's see here. Um, Okay, this is actually great. I want to what pop culture moments, if any, stick out to you guys over the course of your life? Because this is like a pop culture podcast. Is there right. anything like the landing of the Beatles or anything like that that really stick out to you as cultural moments? Well, you know, really, and you just said it, the Beatles, people like your generation, you don't know. I mean, they were huge. I mean, they changed everything. And I mean, when they came out, the hair, the music, just like I said here, and you know, I've mentioned that uh, that Vietnamese boy back in Vietnam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pair of Beatles shoes. Here's this, basically, Yogi was a peasant in a small village in the jungles of Vietnam, and he knew about the Beatles. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that was 1970. But, I mean, they just changed everything. So that, I would say in our lifetime, that and landing on the moon was huge. What about, like, Elvis? I was just going to say, we were a little bit younger at that time, but I know in our neighborhood there were some older girls that just did all the swooning and just, and I know at, I went to a Catholic school and the nuns would say, don't watch that. Don't watch that. You know, hip, that hip shaking stuff. They were all offended by that. But we saw him in concert a couple times. Yeah. You saw Elvis in concert a couple times? Yeah. yeah. Back yeah. in Ohio. Yeah. He was good too. Was that, was that Pat, was that in his last years or was that? No, no, that was when he was still good. And <laughs> then we saw with Lynn and Danny, remember that? That's time? what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That he was but no, um, yeah, we were a little behind, but we knew all about him, of course. I mean, he was still big, but but like I've said before, the the Beatles were just huge. They changed everything. 
And we got to see that where they grew up when we went to London. London was another favorite spot of ours. They they grew up in Liverpool. I know, but in the <laughs> well, wait, wait, yeah. Did you see the Cavern Club we and all that stuff? Honey, I did, I meant hilarious. Did you go to the Cavern Club? I was there when I spent three months there in the army. I went to the Cavern Club because I was stationed right outside of Liverpool. Oh my god! Um, uh, would you guys do you remember where you were when John Lennon got shot? Oh yeah, yeah. I was in St. Louis, Missouri. I was on a on a trip business. On business at a hotel when he got shot. Watching Monday Night Football. And they interrupted Monday Night Football to say that. Yeah, yeah. Howard Cosell. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Had there been any like, uh, you know, besides like the Beatles or like that, anybody that's passed away, like you know, even a president or something like that, that has actually made you sad and like, oh, that's that like stuck with you for a day or two. Well, of course, John F. Kennedy, of course, yeah. you know, that was sad. That was very sad. And even when you talk back to music, you know, it was very sad. And because of the drug issues was Michael Jackson, Prince. They were favorites of ours. Yeah. Yeah. You went but and saw I mean, Michael Jackson in concert. I remember you didn't take uh, yeah. care of. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we uh, and then also um, uh, Glenn Fry, because I'm, you know. I'm oh, yeah. The Eagles. Group. Yeah. Oh, huge. And that that was sad because he was really good. You know? And that was unexpected, too. Um, yeah, I was really shocked when that happened. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was actually yeah, – because I always watched so much Saturday Night Live with you. Was that a big deal in 1976 when it came out? Saturday Night Live? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was huge. Because that really changed things in terms oh, of comedy yeah, that year. Oh, I can remember when we were living in Denver. Yeah. And I remember friends coming, neighbors coming over. I remember when the Bellucci and everybody were doing – the bees when they were buzzing off. Yeah. You had to see it. It was hilarious. Oh, they, that was hilarious. You used to laugh out loud watching that show. And yeah. that was, and that was really different at the time. Now you go back and you're oh. like, cause everything's been inspired by things like that. So you don't really yeah. appreciate how subversive it was at the time and what it's turned oh. into now. How unique and how innovative and how, uh, basically how clean it was. <laughs> yeah. And well, and, but that's another one that when Belushi died of an overdose, well, yeah, I mean, what that, was that like? Because that, that was only yeah. like four or five years after I think he got really successful. Yeah, he yeah. was huge. I mean, that's Animal House so and all that. Sad. But yeah, no, that's so those kind of stuff and everything. And then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, this one girl goes, obviously, you share a little bit of Ryan's sense of humor. Um, Bill, do you have. Any funny stories that are like in your repertoire that you're like, oh, I always tell this funny story to like break the ice or something. Do you have like, you know, I have a couple stories like about like bad dates or something like that that I'll tell. Do you have one? Not of a bad date story, but any kind of funny story. I'm sure I do. I just can't think of it right now. He always now. starts out with, <laughs> so I tell so the I guy. So I says to the guy. <laughs> Famous lead in line, you know he's going to come up with something. But I, yeah, I. Kind of thing, but I like to tell funny stories about myself because I've had so many different experiences and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, uh, that's why you're a salesman. Yeah, that's what I was I'm trying to think of something. And and my friends go, Becky, you don't even react, and I go because I've heard him so many times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he's, he's like you. Yeah, no, definitely. That's where I get my sense of humor. Um, so this is actually a great one. Uh, the I don't think I've heard this one yet, or maybe I've forgotten it. What is the story of how you guys have met? We've talked about like the Vietnam story about going together, but how did you guys meet? My sister's fiance had a car wreck, and she was going to. Who his was ha- a really good friend of mine. Yeah, right. 
So she was going to go. She had. She goes. I gotta leave. I gotta go. I gotta go take care of Ralph. My mom said, "Becky, you go with her." Um, she's too nervous to drive. So we went to his house. He was fine. And then in walks dad, nervous as anything. He had just gotten his draft notice that oh, day. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So, so go ahead, honey. I'll let you finish. So then mom had sex with you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You've always paid your audience. <laughs> May, we call it making, we call it making love, dad. Yeah. 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 But they had oh, both really? tried okay. to fix us up and we had both... You know, just like Aunt now. We tried to fix you guys up before that night. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would, Ralph would tell Bill's dad to call me. My sister would say, oh, this Ralph's friend's going to call you. And I said, oh, don't bother. And then we actually were met because of this instance. And the very next day he came over. He called to ask if he could come over. And I invited him to dinner, a Sunday dinner. And, uh, Fried chicken and corn on the cob. What was your first impression of it? Did you think he was funny back then, or did you just think he was weird? Well, you want to know how that went? Well, we walked down to the park to and, and got on the swings. Made <laughs> well, you made was, you made love on the swings. You know, I was swinging, and I jumped off, and I thought he was holding the seat instead. He let it crash into my back. <laughs> then on the way home, he said, "Oh, I'll give you a piggyback ride." And I, of course, tickled him, and he dropped me, and, and I skinned my knee. Then Wait, why are you t- wait, you're tickling? Is that part of your repertoire? You were tickling and guys? And then we went over to this Ralph, my sister's fiancé's house, and I was holding his ashtray, and he missed and burnt a hole in the palm of my hand. So my theory was it has to get better. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, but what did you <laughs> like about him? Was it was it was he different than any? Was he funnier than the other guys? Was he... He was very shy. Can you imagine your dad being shy? Yeah, I don't. I, I just can't imagine. It. Were you real? I mean, was that? Were you shy with everybody, or just shy? by your beauty? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you shy with everybody, Dad, or were you just shy at first? I was, with her? I was a shy kid growing up, but you know, but you know the background and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was you know shy kid growing up, very insecure and, and no confidence at all. So humor was a way for me to adapt, and and you know that's how I got to get a sense of humor. Uh, that's what helped me, the humor and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess then the final question then is what, what was your guys's first kiss? We had a date after, you know, after that, the first, first time together and everything. And then the next weekend or something went over to her house for dinner. And then we had a, an official date. And then that's when we kissed afterwards. Is that when we went to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? No, no, no. That's no. That was. Is that a strip? What is that? A strip club? What is that? We went and saw some movie downtown Columbus. <laughs> and then we went to the Red Ox restaurant. Mom, back then you dressed up to go on dates. Mom had a really nice suit on, and we were like what twenty years old, and we drinking milk, and the waitress spilled milk on Mom's dress and ruined it. Wait, 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 Dad! You ordered milk? I yeah. did. Well, we couldn't drink yet. We were only 20 years old. Oh, okay. But you weren't and, like sneaking uh, like a flask or anything? Well, I drunk like hell, but not there. To <laughs> not in front of me, he didn't. Yeah. But then um, then we went back and then we went to my driveway, which was like the big makeout place because that's where we started making out. Wait, wait, your driveway was the big makeout place? Is that what it was yeah, called? Yeah, it was because it was a big driveway and kind of dark and all that, so... Were well, you, were you, were you, do you, I mean, can you put yourself back in that time? Were you, do you remember being nervous in that moment? Will she kiss me back or did you know oh, it was absolutely. a sure thing? Sure, of course, absolutely. 
Wow. And, uh, and I'm sure mom was too, even though she was no pro at it, but you know, <laughs> Did, was it weird it was to have to, was it weird to have to teach? What'd you say? It was my first kiss ever. <laughs> was it, was it weird for you to teach? I was te- a virgin. Yeah. I was a virgin. <laughs> and mom, what, what, what was it like to learn how to French kiss for the first time? Me or mom? <laughs> that was not the first time. Uh, no. I don't, nobody thinks it was your first time. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, actually, this last one, uh, Elizabeth. What is your favorite part of being on the podcast? Well, talking to you, I think it's funny. I think you ask. You're a very good interview. You get. You ask good questions. You get us talking. It's. I like to laugh. It's funny, and it's nice to reminisce. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's really nice to reminisce and stuff and, talking about that stuff. And the fact that your listeners have put in questions this time, it's it's really that's refreshing really cool. to know yeah. that there's an interest. Uh, even for us, I mean, we know you're funny, but we're just kind of old fogies, and it's kind of neat to to no, it's kind of cool. hear their re- questions and stuff to see their interest. I guess. No, I mean, I I didn't even hit like thirty or forty questions, so you're, uh, yeah. I mean, we got enough time to do round two next time. So, um, and Brooklyn is uh, she had to go into. Uh, she had to go get her heart checked today because oh, yeah, she has an enlar- enlarged heart and. Yeah, it um, you know, and it's just so hot right now. And I got to oh, see I got to see her on Saturday, but oh. uh, she her, her resting heart rate is just even kind of exploding, you know. So well, she takes Viagra, right, for her heart. And that's not even a yeah, okay. guys, not Viagra. It's a that's not a joke. She really does take a steroid, <laughs> and she takes a no, tenol. I know. I, I, yeah. No Viagra, people just think is like a sex medicine, but it actually oh, is like okay. a steroid. No, no, and, it's for her heart. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, she's just like she she's an older. Yes. She's an older dog and, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a, no, but she's doing great. And like, you know, Am's she's doing great with her. Yeah. She's our grand dog. Yeah. our grand dog. Yeah. Grand dog. Yeah. But, uh, uh, anything, uh, else you guys would like to say before? Oh, wait, dad, what do you, did you watch the, uh, the Democratic National Convention last night? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not into politics. So. so did you do a podcast on that too? No, I'm not doing. I'm not touching that with a ten foot. I'm not touching that with a ten foot bull. No, no, no. I'm just, you know, you know how I feel. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm safe. I'm all safe. of them. All of them. Republican. Of them. I'm just not into. I'm not into it. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like. Uh, I know, what, I know what, what's going on. I care and everything, but I yes. just I can't listen to them. I just want them to do the right thing for all Americans. Well, there's no way. I don't understand how government government's supposed to help us, and then all we do now yeah. is have to worry about our government. Yeah, they just keep well, taking vacations when we're in crisis, but all of them. Well, that is quite, that actually, that is, is now, that's an interesting point is that now that I am unemployed, I actually do care of like, guys, get to work and let yeah. me get more of a stimulus money here because like, yes. and then they take a month long break and they didn't approve the stimulus yeah. and you're like, oh my God, like that actually does matter now. <laughs> you know, I mean, it always mattered, but they it matters care. to me personally. But no, that's None exactly it. Care. They, they don't, side. they really, Congress does not care about the people. They just, they're just, I don't know what they are and everything, but uh, I, I heard a good short of revolution, we need term limits. I heard a good analogy the other day. It's like unfit parents getting a divorce and the children suffer. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, we're in such a weird place. I mean, I guess, Paul, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, but it, how different is it? Is it from the 60s and the 70s? Oh, Huge. no compare. I mean, 
the sixties we had the riots, the seventies we had the riots, we had the Vietnam riots, we had the race riots back then too. But nothing, nothing, nothing like this. Nothing. The hatred wasn't there. We got over it. We came together a little bit by little bit and everything. The hatred right now is just the hatred. It, yeah. it was never never like this. And there's and I won't get into it because it's not a political show. But there's just so many different factors there and everything. But no, it's never been like this ever. Well, I think just and sometimes what really bugs me is that now with the media and all that stuff, we're and actually social media and all of this stuff is where you know is that people are able to push even conspiracy theories that are so far out of like I'm just like wow we even have to worry about that now like we have to worry like people are saying Tom Hanks is eating babies like this is crazy. And it's just, it's, it's, well, mom started that yeah. rumor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting. I knew you were going to say people's, too many people's opinions and they put it out there like it's real truth. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really, well, that's social, social media. I mean, we, we never had horrible. that before in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. No, but, it's entirely different. I just, yeah, I, I just look and I'm kind of like, what the world is going on? Have, has the, have the kids ever asked you about anything about what's going on? Well, Connor's talked a little bit, Addison a little bit. They, they're, they're concerned, of course. They, you know, they, it's, you know, I talked to him a little bit. Like, you know, we're just, this is a democracy, and this is what we're doing. Blah 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 blah. And it'll be okay and everything. But of course, they're concerned. You know, now they're not going to school and all that. And but I think Chris and Kara are handling it well. No, everything. they seem to really be handling it well. But I mean, all parents, I can't imagine yeah. at this time of of having your kids for the summer. Then usually you get to send them back to school, and yeah. now they have to. I mean, that's. I mean, I I I mean, yeah, I agree that like a lot of people can't go back because. But it's really got to be mentally because kids oh. are a lot, man. Like it's a lot. Go ahead. And people are trying to work from home and help their kids. That's a no win situation. Well, that's why we always talk, Kara. It's like, hey, call anytime. You need to go away, go out to lunch. Just call. We'll, I'll watch your mom or I'll watch your kids. We'll so come over you can and get out. The and whole bit. You know that. I do yeah. that. And then we, you know, I got Donut Thursday coming up. You know, <laughs> every Thursday morning, Donut Storm. But that's that's what family is. Is that you? Like you said, you show up for family. You show up for people. Yes. And and uh, you guys showed up for me tonight. So thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything that you'd like to uh, well, to leave oh, everybody you. with? What's that? Well, no, just uh, don't hate. Peace, love. Don't hate. Peace, love. Faith. Don't hate. And thank you for all your support for Ryan and and uh, like Dad said, and spread Ryan, the love. Are you, are you really going to come to Long Beach? Yeah, of course. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, darn. Love you. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Um, wait, so you guys are out next week. So, okay, yeah. So I'll talk to you again for the podcast next week, but then I'll actually be with you guys next weekend. The weekend. Yeah, yeah. we get yep, out next yep, Friday. A week from yeah. Friday. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, uh, I love you guys. I love, love you. you. I'll talk Bye-bye. to you later. Bye. Let's uh, feel right right here quick. It's like it's supposed to happen, this one right here. Young. God damn. Let me justify my thug on this one right here. It goes 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, rock. 5, 6, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, rock. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, the party about to pop then. Rockefeller, y'all. It's your boy, yes, that. Bill and Becky Bailey justifying their thug. <laughs> uh wasn't that good wasn't that good um guys to bring it down a notch i 
told you earlier in the show, and if you are a listener to this program, you know that I have one talent. And it's not podcasting. It's lyrically breaking down a song. And Maria, this one goes out to you. My patron, Maria, this one goes out to you. So I hope you are listening. I hope you're writing this down. I am about to uncover the mystery of the Silva Twins, Darcy and Stacy, and their song called Lock Your Number. Now, Maria went a step further for me and actually found the lyrics to this song. And I just think that's amazing. Now, you would think this song is a duet between Stacy and Darcy, and you're like two sisters. Sure. Okay. If you wanna if you wanna be that not specific, you can. But that's not what I do. That's not what the songwriter intended. This is a very personal, specific song. And we need to break it down together. I hate to go dark this quick in the show. But this is a song about two sisters that have a rare uh, disease. It's a skin disease. And it's very painful. Uh, It makes you lose your eyebrows and hair eventually. And these two sisters are so close. And they started off as uh, conjoined twins. And eventually, through uh, a GoFundMe, they were able to get surgically removed from each other. And I think that's obvious even before we start this this song. But, you know, so this is after they're, uh, you know, they got unconjoined. I think that's the medical term. And they were, you know, so they're, they're unconjoined and they go back to school and they're invited out to their first party. Imagine that being conjoined all their life, going to the same events. And now they're going to their first party, but they're coming not together, but separately. So the song starts out with Stacy says, don't you worry about the time. And Darcy's saying, we can party till the dawn's daylight. And that's them saying like, hey, we might not be together. We might be going to two or the same party, but in two different like areas. Because that was their thing. Is like, hey, let's not hang out together. Let's see what it's like apart. And so they go into this. Imagine the bravery. Imagine that of being conjoined. You guys might have brothers or sisters. Imagine being, you know, and if you don't mind, if you could, if your brother and sister is listening to this with you, first off, say hello from me. Second off, do one of those things where you tie yourself together like you used to, like maybe tie your legs together, just so you can get into the spirit of this song. So they've been conjoined for 17 years, and then in this song, they're finally unconjoined. And Stacey goes, don't you worry about the time. Cause Darcy's like scared. Like, I don't want to leave you. And, and you know, Stacey's like, don't you worry about the time. And then Darcy's like, fine, we can party till the dawn's daylight. And she's just telling herself this. She's like, we can party till the dawn's daylight. We can party till the dawn. Like she's telling her, like, it's like a mantra. Like, cause her, you know, cause she's just so scared to do it without her sister. Even the basic things that we take for granted, like partying, like parties, you know, just imagine never, imagine never being able to go to a party by yourself. Imagine always your lame brother or sister being tied to you. That's what they've gone through their entire life. So today it's a victory for them, but it's also scary, you know? And then Stacy goes, I got my limo waiting for me outside because we're here just to have a good time, which is crazy. Like Stacy, she was always the one that like saved her chore money, even though they actually had to do their chores together because, you know, they were conjoined, but 
you know, I guess Stacy was just the one with a little more work effort, you know? Darcy kind of just dragged, like Stacy dragged Darcy, was like, no, you're going to help me do these chores. So Stacy had limo money. And so Stacy went to the party in a limo and Darcy walked, you know? And Stacy could have took her in the limo, but she was like, nah, no, she's got, Darcy's got to find her own way, you know? But she's like, we're here just to have a good time. And she's, you know, imagine her yelling that out the limo window to Darcy, like, we're here to have a good time. And Darcy's like, bye, Stacy, in the limo. And then Darcy says, other fellows got the swag and the flag on. And that's just Darcy. Just, you know, Stacy might have the limo, but Darcy, guys, got the curves. You know what I'm saying? She's got curves in all the right places. She's a little overdeveloped for her age. And, you know, she was made fun of that earlier because her sister Stacy, who she was conjoined with, wasn't. So it was just a really odd, like, oh, you're twins, but not everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get too far into that. But um, so then Darcy was like, fine, you have a limo? Well, I got the fellas because the fellas are like, hey, Darcy, what's up? Like, a lot of guy attention for Darcy. And that really, and you know, because we were, you know, but you got to worry about that. You know, does Darcy have a good head on her shoulders? You don't want her to get taken advantage of. We see how that works all the time. Not good, you guys. Not good at all. Oh my God, you guys, I just thought I wasn't recording that whole time. And I was like, do not make me go back and make this song up again, you know? Whew, this is something you'll never have to feel in your life. Because you'll never do this. Because you don't have the talent to break down a song lyrically. So Darcy's like, other fellas got the swag and the flag on. And that's just Darcy also. She reads a lot. She's like on the internet a lot and on Twitter. And Twitter's like a hellscape. And she's like, that's what the kids are saying on Twitter. Like the swag and the flag on. So she starts incorporating it. So it also is something that sets her apart from Stacy because Stacy doesn't talk like that. And then Stacy is at the party and she goes, tell the dj to turn it up a little more and she just kind of yells that out in a group of people and they're like why don't you tell the dj to turn it up more why are you telling us you know so whatever and then darcy finally gets there and she's like see that guy just staring at me she's like saying this in her head see that guy just staring at me no surprise i like what i see and that's sad though too because what you don't know about darcy is that she's what you would say is like legally blind she like Stacy got a lot of the health one, you know, but when they're unconjoined, Stacy got most of the eyesight. I know that sounds crazy, but that just, I can't explain medicine to you at this time of the night, but just trust me, Stacy got the sight. Like Darcy can see objects, you know, but it's not, it's fuzzy. So she's like, I like what I see. She's literally looking at like a banister of the stairs, like a banister to an upstairs. And she's like, like what I see with that guy. And she literally went over and talked to a banister for a good hour. In fact, I think I, there's a good chance Darcy and Stacey have actually, actually talked to banners in their real life. So the song continues. It goes, so lock my number in your phone. Lock my number in your phone to the moment we are alone. Text me as soon as you get home. Text me as soon as you get home. And what you, that means, you guys, is that with these two beautiful sisters, when they were unconjoined, now when they go anywhere and they're not joined at the hip, they always tell each other, lock my number in your phone, lock my number in your phone to the moment we are alone. Text me as soon as you get home, text me. And that's just like a sister looking out for a sister. And I think that's one of a, a beautiful moment. And I hope you guys, if you learn anything from this podcast, I hope you will tell your brother or sister if you were going to some kind of party with it. And I hope you aren't because we shall, we still shouldn't be around people. You know what I'm saying? Like we should be around like with a couple people that we trust, but we shouldn't be in a party. So this is 
maybe for like a year down the road or something when you're at a high school party. And why, by the way, I don't think I have a lot of high school listeners, but if I do just listen, you know, just always leave your number with somebody, always check in with people. And I think that's a really important message. And then the last line of that is maybe we can get on. And what she, what they mean by this is maybe we can get on with this life. You know, what's it all mean? Life. What are we doing here? We've been joined literally at the hip our whole lives, but now maybe we can get on with our own lives and find out who Darcy is without Stacy and who Stacy is without Darcy. It's just so beautiful. And then this next one goes, lock, lock, lock it, lock my number in your phone, keep this party going on and on and on. And they do that two times. And that's because somebody slipped ecstasy or what the street drug name is called, Molly, you guys. Uh, you know, we call it a little space rocket, a little time capsule, a little sniff sniff. It's it's the witch's brew. Yeah, it's ecstasy. That's It's a street name of ecstasy. Somebody put it in the punch there. So these girls are just off to the races. They're like, keep the party going. And that's just so crazy. Because remember, poor Darcy can't even see. She doesn't even got the good eyes. And now they're both goners. And then they scream out, Silver Twins! Which is like, Wonder Twins, activate! And then it says, Y'all ready to get it on? Darcy! And what that is, is that literally Darcy screams out on ecstasy, Y'all ready to get it on. She literally says, Y'all ready to get it on to the entire party. And that's just something you don't... I'm not sex negative. I'm sex positive, you guys. And I learned that on Twitter. I am sex positive. I am for... I've said this to my audience many times. If you like uh, penises, I want you to get tons of penises. If you like vaginas, I want you to get a lot of... If you like both, get them both. I want... And by the way, if you're listening to your parents, I want that for your parents as well. I want it for my entire audience. And if you don't want it, I don't want it for you either. Nobody is jamming any penis or vaginas down anywhere. You know what I'm saying? But I am not negative about it. I'm very positive. And so... But I'm not... You know what? But I'm not positive if they're... If the other... If the person you're getting it from is a mean person to you, don't do it then, you guys. Let's only give sex and take sex from nice people. Huh? What about that, huh? Bet you didn't think you were going to get that piece of advice today. That is something amazing that I just thought of. Only give it to nice people. Imagine that. That's a platform. I got to talk to Joe Biden tonight because, because that is what to run on. Only give it away to nice people, you know, and I, you know, and I know what you're saying. Oh, nice people, you know, they're not good at sex. Who knows, right? Who knows? Who knows? Try it out. See if it works. Why are we so negative about the ideas that I throw your way? I don't know why. Um, okay. So Silver Twins, y'all ready to get it on? And then Stacy yells out Darcy because that's the lyric Darcy. And Darcy goes, so get ready for the toast. And what I think that means is she's literally like, I've got to eat something because this drug has got me so loopy. And sometimes you just need to get a base, you know, like if you get a night of drinking or, or drugging or whatever you're doing, you need to start with a base. You know, you got to get something in the old stomach to keep yourself centered, keep yourself rock solid because Darcy's off her rocker here. And then Stacy goes, open up like you want some more, hold your drinks up and get ready for the toast. 
And that's so sad. She's literally talking to the banisters. She's like, do you want to drink it, mister? Open up. Now you want some more? Hold your drinks up and get ready for the toast. Literally, she's like toasting this banister. And everybody's looking over like, who's the blind girl toasting the banister? And then Darcy goes, House of Eleven. Because, and that's a very special meaning that you guys wouldn't understand. But these girls are foster kids. And they had ten houses that they had been... You know, it's a tragic story. It, it, and it's, by the way, it's, I think, probably talked a lot about on their first songs and this one. But they they felt so akin to the people in this house, this party, that they, the first party they had been to separated, that they said, you know what? We feel like we live here. This is House of Eleven. The only house, you know? And I think that's a really powerful lyric. And then, of course, the lock, lock my number, lock it in your phone. Yep. Dar- Darcy and Stacey has a play. And that's really it, you guys. That's the, you know, because that's, I mean, that, and by the way, that is as emotional as you get. If you scream out House of Eleven and you have the meaning like you do with those, the, the Silva twins had, you don't need a closing. You don't need any more um, lyrics or chorus. You don't need anything else. You don't need a bridge. House of Eleven with that meaning behind it. Psh, Grammys. Hello. Silva Twins, get up, get up and collect. Hey, my heart will go on. It's, uh, it's this song now. This song. This song is really what it's all about. Lock your number. Lock my number. Yeah, that's it. So, Maria, thank you so much for being a Patreon. Uh, I think everybody can see how well worth it it is after you, uh, you heard that. Wow. The magic, huh? Did you feel that? It was, I think it was... I got goose pimples. Goose. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see what else we got to talk about here. Love mashups. That, of course, is a mashup that should have happened a long time ago. Ace of Bass mixed with Nine Inch Nails, two two iconic bands. Hey, you dipped your peanut butter in my chocolate. You dipped your chocolate in my peanut butter. Um, you guys, the sugar-free Red Bull is kicking in. I feel it coursing through my veins as it should at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday night. Do you like this? It's a little bit looser. I feel like this is so bad it's good. After Dark. Uh, my friend Ono Bravo on Instagram, she did an ASMR video today, and I like that. ASMR, of course, is when you you uh, you get closer to the microphone. You go like I'm chewing. So sorry. Sometimes I just try to make myself laugh, and I don't. I I can only imagine what that's like for you. It must be very painful for you guys to listen to this. This jag off make himself laugh. Um, I got to tell you guys, I was a guest on a podcast this week. Um, it is it is a great podcast called What Else Is Going On. Um, it really 
I, you know, I can't say enough good things. Uh, the host of it, uh, Taraya uh, Faison, I hope... Taraya, I hope I say I'm saying your name right. I'm so bad at names, so if I screw that up in any way, I apologize. Uh, Taraya will be on my podcast in a couple weeks. She is just so great, and no, no, what was great about her is that we. I think it's like a three-hour podcast, so it's like a half of mine, but it was all one interview. And I swear to God, I shit you not, I did not even realize we had started until like an hour into the conversation. And then I realized I was like, oh, I think I think we're podcasting. I think have we uh, have we been podcasting this entire time? I am scared to listen to it back because I was so I thought I was just having a normal conversation. So I'm probably way more relaxed in my voice in the beginning of that podcast. And I think you can probably tell the moment I realize I'm podcasting because I'm like, hey, what's going on? Dad? <laughs> um, so, yeah, go check that podcast out. Go check her out. I think she's very special. Um, you know, podcasting is so weird um, because not no, not weird. I think it's really a valid art form in the sense that there are so many talented people that I've come into contact that have done this, uh, that are doing podcasts nowadays and or doing Instagrams. I think that's like it's really this really cool artistic base. And as an actor, my old boss always used to say, you know, it's like creating your own content is that it's really hard to be an actor anymore, you know, because you, it's like so much luck, so many looks, so many things have to come together at the right time for you to succeed, like anything in life, but especially in acting. So you got to find a way to kick a hole in the door some other way. So you might kick a hole in the wall that leads you to a different kind of doorway. And podcasting is kind of like that. It's like, it's this kind of really cool little hole in the wall that you kick and you just you're just talking into the ether but it's really not ether it's all of you guys and there is such a passionate i i i know i'm telling the people that are listening but it's like you guys are so passionate about listening like that's so so cool like i don't really listen to podcasts anymore because i try to stay away from other people's opinions as much as i can um because because i realized i have my own because you'll do that too. I'm sure you guys listen to a lot of this stuff is you, you can tell the people that are like copying other people's ideas and voices and stuff. And so like, I feel like that's the one thing that a lot of, you know, it's like we, like I have my own silly voices. I have my own silly thoughts. I can fail by myself. I don't need to fail by using somebody else's ideas, but it's really this neat thing that I'm like, wow, the sky's the limit. Like all I have to do is I'm, I'm teaching myself how to edit. I'm teaching myself these different tips and techniques and there's such a really like-minded community of really really good people that I don't I didn't get to thank all my guests and all the people that have helped me out last week uh I know I I mentioned Kate Casey and a couple friends but you know uh Danny Pellegrino had been a, a big help uh I I've made like friends all these Instagram friends uh Ron and Benny Ron <laughs> Ron and Ben have been uh, Ronnie and Ben Ron and Benny god Ah, the Red Bull. Um, uh, Courtney from Two Judgy Girls. Um, I'm, I'm Annabelle DeSisto. Uh, Annabelle's just like a friend, like a real friend at this point. So it's it's, but just everybody I've met in the podcasting community are more solid than some of the friends I've known my whole life. Like it's just so great to discover. I, I love that I talk about myself like I'm seventy, but it's great to discover later in your life, not in your twenties 
a different kind of community, a different kind of thing. Like I honestly thought, you know, that what uh, that that podcast I was talking about with Taraya, I talk about that. I talk about how I got my start or how I really was around watching these shows, you know, and I didn't think anybody else liked them. I did. I mean, I knew people liked them, but I didn't know there was like this community out there. And it's crazy to have found this. It's so neat. And it's like, how can we expand out this? So once again, I asked this last week, I'll ask again this week, if you guys have any connections with any kind of Bravo people, if anybody that works with Bravo, please pass them my way. This is a very silly podcast, but I can be serious on the drop of a dime. And I really would love to uh, practice my interviewing skills with reality stars. I really, really, really enjoy doing this. So if you have any connections, please, please put them in touch with me. Um, I think on my Patreon this week, I'm going to tell the patrons a couple of the stories that have been happening about near misses with guests. I've had some real heartbreaking near misses with guests. For every 20 tries, I get one. And sometimes there's, there's some really good ones coming up. But I'll have yeses that'll cancel the day of. So it's been, it, it's weird. Podcasting is really this cool venue, but sometimes people, the people that guest on it or reality stars on it, don't really, they respect it to a degree, but they don't realize the power that you guys have, you know? And I think that's really, sometimes the publicists, uh, Bravo and all these people kind of need to start recognizing a little bit more, I think, just a little bit more that there is this huge audience of people that is listening to you guys and to me and to other podcasts and to other, it's like, you got to realize that this is just as valid of a promotion for your product, which is usually the star as these other venues, because it's more specific. The people that listen to this, you can tell exactly what they like. We all like the same things. It's not like some general talk show. You know, it's, this is a show for pop culture and for reality stars. And so it's like very, very finely tuned who listens to this. So uh, that's my pitch for that. Um, you guys, what did you think of Real Housewives of New York this week? It was another week in Cabo. It was a heartbreaking week because I had to see what I thought up until this point was the love of my life. And to see her just get ripped from my hands by some douchebag from Montreal, Quebec, or where is that even the same place? I don't know places. Am I supposed to know places? I've got too many thoughts in my head. How am I supposed to know the maps? I'm not, I'm not a geographer. Is that what that's called? I'm not a geologist. I'm not a, you know what I'm saying? I like what I like. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not more into maps. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess Le Leah probably likes a guy that knows directions or something. So let's get into a recap of last week's Real Housewives of New York because I want to set you up perfectly for what you're about to walk in tonight, which is another episode of Real Housewives of New York because this will be released Thursday morning. So you will have it to to just to really, really get pumped up. It's like tailgating with your ears. Ooh, damn it, Ryan, write that down. Tailgating with your ears. When you listen to a recap, you guys, you are tailgating with your ears. You, oh my God, it's so good. Jeez. Pearls, you guys, pearls. So this episode is called Hitting All the Wrong C-Notes. C-Notes. C-E-N-O-T-E-S. And when I wrote down the title, I was like, what the fuck is C-Notes? I, I literally had to read it three times. I was like, my eyes are giving out again. Um, what it is, that those are the caves that they dive into at the very end. Very beautiful. Very, very beautiful, you guys. Um, okay, so... 
Last week, we left off at Sonia's birthday party at the Mexican restaurant. Everybody was having a good time. Leah was making a bunch of uh, WAP jokes about her vaginas, and Ramona wasn't liking it. But all in all, we had a very fun birthday party for Sonia Rita. Uh, we start this week's episode 8.35 a.m. in the morning. Do you guys like it when I get a little bit, little bit more intense with my voice, a little quieter? Makes you want to lean in a little bit more. 8.35 a.m. Dorinda is up. We see Alex and Raul. Who are Alex and Raul, you may ask? They are exercise trainers. Um, They come to Casa del Mar, the place that they're staying at, to work out the ladies. 8.35 in the morning. I'm like, what? What? I don't like to get up that early if I've been drinking the night before. And they're like, we're going to sweat it off. Yeah, sweat it off. And Dorinda comes out. The guys are like, Ugh, this is going to be a lot of energy. And Dorinda's like, I'll go get the other girls. Um, Dorinda goes into Ramona and Sonia's room, the two horn dogs, And she's like, oh, you guys, did you see Ramona this week? Puffing on her old vape pin. Do- yeah. Hey, kids, I'm doing TikTok dances now. 66, more like 16. Give me that vape. Ooh, ooh, it's watermelon flavor. Vape, vape, vape. I'm Ramona. Vape, vape, vape. Ugh, so gross. Daily Mail, of course, picked her up vaping this week. Ramona, vapor singer. Ugh. I'm not for it, guys. I'm not, I'm not taking it. I, I, I'm not vape negative, guys. I'm vape positive. I just don't like when Ramona vapes. It's not good for the kids. So... Dorinda gets in there. It's like, Ramona, Sonia, I got some hot trainers. And Ramona goes, are they good eye candy? Like, literally. This late, I mean, you can just, <laughs> Ramona's bed just must be soaked. She's already, she's like, let me at them. Uh, she's just, she's filthy. She's filthy. Uh, they go to Leah's. I'm so sorry. you. Guys, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, you guys. Uh, Leah, they go to Leah's room. And like, you, all you hear is like, grumble, grumble, grumble. And then Luann, Luann goes to Luann's room, and she's like, not lunges, not lunges in the sun. I can't do lunges in the sun. Uh, Dorinda goes, I guess I'm going to go teach them aerobics. Remember, Dorinda used to, believe it or not, uh, she used to be like a jazzercise instructor. So it's always funny the different lives we all lead, you know? Like, I almost feel like I should, like, there should be detours in my life that I, like, I, there's never a time where I was like, yeah, I was a CrossFit trainer. Like, you never have that. Like, my life is pretty much, okay, yeah, I saw that coming. I saw that coming. Like, there's not any, like, with Dorinda, you're like, oh, okay, jazzers I didn't, okay, jazzercise I didn't, okay, yeah, I think I can, see, can I see that? Okay, I don't think I can see that. So you're surprised by it, you know? And... Dorinda's going to teach them aerobics, and she's like, do you feel it? Are you having a happy, beautiful day? And those are the kind of trainers you hate that are like, come on, guys. Or the, oh, my God, the, um, I've never got to do a soul cycle class, but as some of my friends do, my friend Emily, and one of my friends actually teaches soul cycle, and it's Lauren, and, and it, it just, it's crazy. These people that can do that, can, can teach exercise, like, I can barely do exercise. Oh, have I told you guys I'm doing Pilates? I'm being privately instructed Pilates. It's if you want to see a grown man cry, I strong. Let me see if I can get you a zoom link for this. It is me just sobbing, like going like, why didn't you work on your abs in your twenties? Like it's I, to find out about abs this late in life, I literally feel like I've been frozen in some kind of ice sickle. And I just got thawed out this past year. And like, I'm literally like, what, what's a tricep? Like, 
it's just, it all hurts. So I'm seeing this. I was already very upset to see Dorinda do this. Luann comes out. She's like, good morning, boys. I guess I can do lunges in the sun. Guess who can do lunges? <laughs> guess who? Hey, guess who can do lunges? Me. The Countess. Um, they do some dances and fitness. Cha-cha-cha. I don't think anybody's breaking a sweat here. It's pretty much just for show for the cameras. There's a cut to Sonia snoring. Very cute. Um... <laughs> uh, Dorinda, Dorinda is exercising out outside, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Oh!" And Dorinda goes, "Huh? Huh? I I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go to the bathroom." Dorinda has to take a poo, and she's like, "Oh, my morning const- constitution going on." And it's like, Dorinda, you can just go to the bathroom. You don't need to announce what's going on with your c- constitution. Like my morning bill of rights. Ooh, got ooh, gotta, something's. <laughs> gotta get to the toilet oh my god just can you imagine dorinda's angry poops i just she just seems so angry this season i imagine she poops angry too does every is that i don't i mean i don't want to be poop negative i'm poop positive but i and i don't really talk about ladies pooping a lot because but i want to treat ladies like they're like we are equals you guys are better than guys so are we but i think we still but like i can just take you know what i'm saying dorinda takes angry poops I think you know what you know what I'm saying. Like they take anger, like anger. It's like the seas were angry that day in Dorinda's bathroom. Um, Luann, Luann uh, says, "Look at those legs go!" And to Dorinda running to the bathroom, she's like, "Fine, I'll take on the two trainers. This is great." We cut back to after Dorinda's angry poop, and we're in Sonia and Ramona's room. And you guys, I'm telling you, freeze frame it. There is something under Sonia's pillow. That a lot of my Instagram followers had DM'd me about. It looked like a. I don't know this for a fact, so I'm going to trust a lot of my good friends that are my Instagram friends. What they're telling me was that it's a very large dildo with a base, so it's like a suction cup base. And I don't know if you ladies know what that is, but it's like say I have like a suction, <laughs> like say I have a dildo with a suction. So it's like. You can suction cup it into the ground and then I guess like do whatever you need to do with it, you know? I don't know, like hang clothes to dry on it. But she has it. It looks like it's under her pillow, which is like I'll put, you know, if I lose a tooth, it's going under the pillow for the tooth fairy. But a gigantic dildo, you're sharing a room with Ramona. Like does Ramona, are they that good of friends where she's like, don't mind me. I'm just going to dildo myself before I go to sleep here so I can just get a good night's rest. Like that's. How close of friends are we? That's what I'm saying. Like, I have close friends, but I never at any point with any of my friends, and maybe this is just me being a lame is I've never been like, yo, you mind if I jack it in the room with you? Like, I've never even co- never even been a thought. Never even been a, man, this TV show is making me a little randy. You know what I'm saying? So it just, I don't want to believe what it is, but I've not heard from Sonya yet what it is, you know? So jury's still out on that and dorinda says i'm not letting you guys sleep anymore luann's in the kitchen she's like doing her basic spanish she's like por por favor (laughs) uh we go into leah's room with dorinda dorinda and luann are over leah's bed leah it looks like you guys she uh she's sleeping sans clothes in the nude i can't be sure but her shoulders are naked, so you know that there's no kind of T-shirt on there. So it's very erotic. Um, Leah goes, "You guys are savages." 
Luann says, the best way to keep going is get up and get going. <laughs> Dorinda and Luann are hovering over Leah. Uh, there's some conversation happening where she's like, Luann's like, my mom said I was a beautiful rose. Uh, Sonia is then on a phone call talking to Isaac from Century 21. Remember, Sonia's about to have a really big opening of Century 21 with her Sonia by Sonia, Sonia Morgan collection. And, uh, you know, Sonia said, oh, as long, we celebrated my birthday last night. And Isaac's like, how old are you, 25? I'll call you later to go over deal points, hon. Um, she's like, your team is doing great. All we need from you are the invites. I love he says your team is doing great. All we need is the one thing that we need from you. Like your team is doing great. They're not assigned anything. We do need the invites. The invites is, are the one thing. And like, why would you leave the invites to Sonia? Sonia is an idea lady. She's not a evite lady. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't trust Sonia. Like, wouldn't you expect Sonia to, to like pass that on? That seems like a big, it seems like a big thing, you know? So uh, the party has to show everything I've taught. Oh, yeah. So Sonia's like, this party, no pressure, has to show everything. That I, like, everybody's always talked about my toaster and about all these failed things. This thing is coming to fruition. So I got I, I to gotta pull out all the stops. I got to make people get how big this is. And now we're in the kitchen and Dorinda's like, what are you having? And Luann's like, you got to have the huevos rancheros. You can't be in Mexico and not have the huevos. And Sonia comes out to Leah because um, uh, Leah is working there on her laptop. And Sonia's like, oh, is this the office? Is this where ladies work? Is this because Sonia fancies herself a business lady? She's like, I'm a business lady like you, Leah. And like Leah's clacking along. And Sonia's like, clack, clack, clack on her notepad. Um Leah lets us know the only way that you can do business for yourself is you have to do your own business. You're the only person that can look after you, you know? Leah lets us know that the last couple of weeks of sales for MTM, Married to the Mob, have been slow, but she just launched some products that have been really great. Leah, I would love to know what the... Uh, what the sales rise has been in all of her products, thanks to Real Housewives. Like it really, I think, has got to add it, like had to have added a whole other layer. I would really be curious to know how many, how much, like in percentage, the sales have gone up, even with COVID. I just, I have to imagine it's really been a great thing for her, uh, her streetwear line. Um, so Ramona and Luann uh, join the breakfast table and Dorinda comes out. And Sonia lets us know, she's like, I could not have been happier with the last night at the Mexican restaurant, you guys. And Dorinda, like, kind of snaps. She's like, ladies, be present. I don't want you on your computer. Because Leah's working, Sonia's working. And she tells the ladies to be present. Dorinda starts to get really mean. And Ramona's like, there's just something weird. There's something weird about Dorinda. She flips a switch. She flips a switch. And Leah says, fine. Like, Leah literally, you should watch her face during this. She's like... What the fuck's going on? Like, okay. Like, Leah is literally like Jim Halpert in the office. He she gives like the cameras like these looks every couple minutes. Like, is nobody gonna save me? This is wild. Like, I'm literally I I didn't know this everybody was gonna sit with me. I'm just trying to do work. Um, Leah's like, fine. Sonia steps away. Sonia's like, I gotta do, I gotta, I, no, I gotta do the invites. I gotta do the invites. I gotta, I could Sonia is that person that gets one thing to do every like year. And she's like, gotta do it. Gotta do it. Uh, Luann's like, I've got a script to work on. You don't see me memorizing lines at the table. Um, so 
And also Dorinda's like gives a little shot over the bridge to Sonia and goes, Oh, you ha- you should have done that two days ago. You should have done that two days ago, your invite. <sighs> mean. Mean. Um Luann says this is this is not what we do. It's not it's it's what our parents do. Leah's like, I was here first. Dorinda says, What I tell Hannah is if you want to do work, you sit, you don't sit at the table. You do it somewhere else. Um Leah says, we're on a chill-out vacation. This is bizarre. Dorinda walks out. Ramona says, Dorinda's being so weird. Luann says, and what do we do? We say she's right. We just say, you're right. You're right. Which is just, that's a weird friend tactic. Uh, Now that night, we're ready to go out. Ramona and Sonia are talking to each other. What earring should I wear? What earring should I wear? Leah and Dorinda, look at this view. They're admiring the view. Ramona asks Sonia, what do we do about Dorinda? She goes on for about 20 minutes uh, talking. She's like, this Dorinda, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Maybe she's menopausal. Sonia says, that's offensive. It's like when you have your period. It's offensive to say somebody's menopausal. Ramona goes, I'll say, you know, Ramona goes, you know what? I know. I know what I do. I'll say, I'll say. You're 55? Oh, that, that's that's when I had menopause. That's when I had, like, so that's her big plan to, like, try to get Dorinda to talk about menopause. Sonia says, Sonia goes, this is what they used to do with Salem and the witches. <laughs> that cracked me up. I don't know. That made me, that, I would love some kind of history taught by Dorinda, like what she knows. Like, wouldn't you just love to be like, Okay, 40th president, go. Who is it? Like, I would love, and wouldn't you love to know, Sonia had to have some connection with the Epstein people. Just had to, because Sonia likes a free ride, a free meal, free everything. And that's Epstein's one of his big things, is like free stuff. So like, you had to have imagined circles, they had to have been, a lot of these ladies had to have at some point been in a similar circle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So then... I, I, I miss I misspoke earlier. This wasn't night. We're still in the daytime. So I hate that your imaginations went to the daytime because it went to the nighttime because it's still the daytime. Okay, so what's happening now is uh, Countess Luann and Leah are walking on the beach. And Luann goes, look at these two up here. Look at them. And we see a shot of two guys. And Luann's like, they, Leah's like, they might be a couple. And Luann goes, those aren't gay men shorts. Those are straight men shorts. <laughs> and they meet these two lame losers. And we find out they're from Quebec. And he's like, we are not the couple. We are both single. <laughs> and Luann goes, oh. <laughs> when Luann's aroused, it sounds like Herman Munster. Oh. Um, Montreal and Luann like does one of her accents, you know, like, do you notice anytime Countess Luann, anybody, anytime they say where they're from, like it could be anywhere, like Yugoslavia, she'll be like, oh, Yugoslavia, like she always does, tries to do the accent. I love, I love that about her. And oh God, you guys, I want to say this real quick because somebody spoke about me making fun of Lisa Rinna uh, this week and they tried they well not tried they they it was a very impassioned uh statement about you know uh lisa renna like well i like her and i like her dancing because i said like oh it looks like she's about to break a hip sometimes and i get nervous and i think they misrepresented that as me making fun of her body and you know this person had dealt with um you know body issues and eating issues and things like that you know a very real thing and 
you know, I didn't actually necessarily mean that. So I'm so sorry if it sometimes comes up like uh, off that way. And I gotta say, uh, I've been angrier than usual just because I probably lost my job and it's really hot in my room. So, but, but the, uh, above all, what I want to say is that, is that, uh, I treat sometimes the housewives like WWE wrestling is that these people are like characters to me. So sometimes I forget that they're real people because you have to admit Rinna does put on a show. So I'm going to treat her like a wrestler. And right now she, to me, is a villain wrestler. The wrestler that comes to the stage and you go, boo, and you're, you're really excited because you're happy to not like that person. You know, and that's an archetype. That's what you call an archetype. You know, there's the heroes, there's villains, there's ingenues, there's romantic leads, there's all types of characters. And all of these people fit in those boxes. So what I think is so great about these housewives is that I'll say... Teddy Mellencamp is the most boring person I've ever met in my life, and she puts me to sleep every time I see her. Now, I don't literally mean I go to sleep. Sometimes I do get tired, though, but I don't actually just conk out. I'm not like, no, 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 no. It's a figure of speech, and I personally find Teddy Mellencamp insanely boring. And I've talked with other uh, uh, listeners of mine that, that really like her. And I really ask them never to listen to me. No, no. But, but what's great is that we can all have these opinions. We can all have these opinions, and they're all valid. You know, there's not any cut and dry. There's no law that says, because I make fun of Rena's dancing, that she never can dance again. This lady said she actually got a lot out of Rena dancing. It, it kind of was inspirational. And to me, that's dope. Like, if you can get something out of that, if you can get something out of that crazy, crazy dancing, then really, God bless you, because... That's what it's all about. It's like, I like shit that people have no interest. Like, I love the band Counting Crows. People don't even, half the people don't even know who that is anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we all like things that, like, certain people don't think are cool, that certain people think are stupid. I wish there was, like, universal. It would make it so much easier if there was universal, like, this is bad, this is good. But it's not like that. We all have these differing opinions. That's what I love about the Housewives, is because it's really this microcosm of what's actually going on out there. And... As frustrating as frustrating as, as it is sometimes that not everybody agrees with everything that I say, I totally get it. Like, I totally respect everybody's like, I really love, I really love when I get these, I mean, sometimes it stresses me out, but I really love if I get a DM that really, uh, and by the way, I'm not saying anybody's being mean in their DMs, but they'll explain like, I think you went a little too harsh this week. I think you went, and it's like, yeah, like I'll sometimes sit here and I won't think about, I'm not thinking about Teddy's kids when I make fun of Teddy. I couldn't do that. I, you know what? Like I'm at my heart. I'm a sensitive person myself. I hate reading reviews. I hate when people make fun of me. I've heard it many times. I hate, you know, like I don't like that myself. So I can't imagine anybody else would like it. So I get it. But I do want to point out is that these, this is reality shows. It's not reality. There is a level of performance to all of these things. You don't think after this many years, Sonia knows what makes us laugh. You don't think Luann is putting it on a little bit for the camera? If you think last week what Rena did, if you think that isn't acting to a degree, then I just, I, that I will press you on. I think people know when a camera's on them. You don't get that comfortable ever. There's elements of reality in all of this stuff. But so I just wanted to say that really quick because I think that's part of the fun of it. Part of the fun is when you can boo somebody. And I don't mean like I, I, somebody, Teddy said that she was getting death threats. I think I said this last week. That's crazy. Death threat. Oh my God. Like 
please watch something else. Like that's if you're if you're giving death threats to housewives, man, you got bigger problems than housewives. Like that's wild. I mean, but yeah, I'm all for calling Teddy boring. I it makes it does make me giggle. It makes me giggle because it's so silly. Because in reality, what it is, if you really, if you if you if you pull out, you know, 20, 30 feet and look at the reality of what I'm saying, you have a grown man saying that Teddy Mellencamp is boring. Who does that make look worse, Teddy or the grown man? It makes me look like an idiot, folks. I'm a grown man calling a grown woman boring. That's silly. And at the core, that is what's funny about it. I think that's what's great about all of this, is that we care so much about these stupid things. That I was so happy tonight when I saw Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo. Like, that's not a bit. Like, it's funny to a degree, and I've made it a bit. But at my at the heart of it, I am so, so excited to go to Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo. I'm so excited to go with all my listeners. I'm serious. We will make this happen. It is going to be so fun to see all of you guys when we do. We'll give enough notice so we can get people there. But like this, that's real to me. That's like real. It's Happiness can be found in all of these shows. Anger can be found. Sadness can be found. That's life. That's what we've chosen to like. Sorry about that little soapbox moment. Okay, so back. We're meeting these goofy Quebec guys. Luann's all over them with her accents. Uh, Luann's like, you should come see the house. Where we're part of, unless you're a cartel. Are you cardinal? You're not going to kidnap us. And the Montreal guy goes, are you going to kidnap us? <laughs> I'm not great with accents. Um. Leah says, uh, these guys got to gotta watch out for these ladies. There's horny, insatiable women in there. They have a full bar with a bartender inside the house. I'm shocked they even went out to restaurants. Ramona, of course, smelling new meat, comes out and is like, what do we have here? Two handsome men? Is this a mirage? And she's like, shake. She like does a little shake. Um, of course, we see Sonia still doing her invitation. She's like, two plus two equals four. How are we going to do invites? It's very cute. Leah asks the one guy, so angry. Leah asks the one guy, what's the tattoo uh, um, on his arm? And it's, uh, he's like, it's for me daughter. (laughs) Because it's for, it's for my daughter. Something about, it's like something about her being his sunshine. Dude, fuck you. Dude, I'll act like I have a daughter, too, if I can kiss Leah. Hey, dude, we see your game. I see your game a mile away, dude. I don't like you, and I want you off the show. And I'll tell you that right now. You can take your dumb tattoo and your dumb... Oh, oh, I don't have to wear my shirt on the beach. Dude, so whatever, dude. Whatever. So what I have to wear a shirt on the beach? I don't care. I have a better personality when this guy... 100%. You think this guy has a podcast about reality shows? No fucking way, dude. So I got you beat there, buddy. Uh, Luann, good old Luann, invites him to Harry's Bar for drinks. I'm like, ugh. Ramona's like, no, come meet us. I'm so livid. Like, I was just literally, like, making eye movements to the screen to Ramona, like, hoping she would see me. Like, stop it. Stop it. Do not invite them. Stop it. Stop it. Um. They're getting ready for the night. Ramona tells Sonia she looks great while getting ready. I do. I still get caught up in that friendship. I still like it to some degree. Uh, We're in Dorinda's room. Dorinda's like, uh, I'm not going tonight. And immediately Ramona guesses that she has diarrhea. I really, this is a very poop-filled episode. And I admire that about New York. New York is a franchise that you, you hear a little bit more about poop than you'd like to. 
you know, just like this podcast, you hear it a little bit, maybe a touch more than it would, you would normally hear it. Um, Ramona and Sonia says, well, like, oh my God, we have gas. Like everybody's either diarrhea, diarrhea, is that a, an ant, a diarrhea or they have, and the girls are passing wind. <laughs> Dorinda says, Dorinda says she shit on the floor trying to reach for her dress. <laughs> I mean, that's a great sign on like what, you know. Like, hey, what's a good sign that I shouldn't go out? Well, if you're reaching for your clothes and literally any kind of fecal matter hits the floor, let's not let's stay in bed, you know, and you just see like she like Dorinda just like is all wrapped up in the bed. And I'm like, oh, those poor sheets, you know, um, Ramona says, Ramona goes, uh, we didn't need to know that about the floor shit. Love it. Sonia says, Ramona, you shit on the floor. She's like, yeah, that was in Cartagena, Cartagena. Sonia says she wore diapers. Dorinda says, in Cartagena, my insides haven't. Oh, she's like, she says. Dorinda says her, her insides haven't been the same since this trip. Wow. Leah comes in. She's like, "What's going on?" Ramona says, "Dorinda has the runs." <laughs> you know, I think I would show this episode to some of my guy friends because, like, you know, we like fecal humor. Like, guys like poop humor, and I think this is a very poop-friendly show. Um, they're all around the bed. Dorinda says every 10 minutes I shit Luann comes in she's like oh this is one of the I, to me you guys this is why New York works and I know you're like that's so silly but think about it it's a group scene they're all talking about nonsense they're all talking over each other they're all funny they all come together they come together they can all agree on one thing is that Dorinda has the runs and I think that is true friendship at the end of the day that is true friendship I love it I love it I love it I love it go back and watch this scene it is such a small scene but it's so filled with humor and warmth and ladies supporting other ladies and i love it and luann comes in she goes oh i smell it <laughs> oh i smell it oh, oh she's like let me get my chanel body spray <laughs> she comes in and i swear to god she sprays like 50 dollars worth of spray i imagine chanel body spray is pretty expensive leah cracks up when sonia says oh yeah 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 Sonia goes, our room smells like this all the time. <laughs> and Leah cracks up. This is another moment where Leah like looks at the camera real quick. Like, what the fuck is going on? Luann is spraying the whole room. Dur Dorinda runs in to poop again. And they are loading up in the van for the night. Um, and Sonia goes, the circus is here. So now we're at this restaurant, Porafino. Fancy restaurant. Luann is impressed. These ladies love a nice restaurant. I do find it very cute when... And I'm like the same way when you see something nice, like when you're into like a nice hotel or something and you have that moment, you're like, well, look at us. Look at fancy old us. Look at what we're doing. You know, you have that like, ooh, we are royalty. And there's only a few moments in life where us normal people get that, you know, where you're just like, look at us. This is so nice. And I love that even rich ladies are like that. You know, they're loving anything fancy. So. Luann uh, sits down. She's has a big margarita. Sonia says the waiter's hot, which is a great sign. Uh, Philip and Pascal, two goofballs from Quebec, walk in. Fuck you guys. <sighs> Ramona's like picking, like, oh, I want to hit on this guy. And Leah says, like, I don't do love triangles unless I'm the guest star. It's just this is so painful for me to talk about, and I hope you guys appreciate me being this close. And my emotional feelings towards Leah to really still be able to talk about this. That's called journalism, folks. That's me. 
putting my own personal feelings aside and still giving you the news. I'm reporting it straight, you know? Ramona's like, I'll kiss you later, Philippe. Leah says, uh, Leah says, oh, Leah's telling the one dude, she's like, oh, Ramona judges me so much harsher, harsher. Um, you know, she's showing off for this guy, which I hate. She's like, oh, talking about Sonia, talking about Ramona. She's like, Luann, Luann's a legend, which is sweet. I like when people, I gotta say, like, I, I, I've made fun of Luann a lot, the Countess, but I love, I love when people compliment Luann, like Leah, sometimes, because I know Luann needs that. You know what I'm saying? Like, she needs it. She needs the adulation. She needs the cabaret. She needs this stuff to work. It really means something to her. To her. So I like when people feed her ego a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. I like that. Uh, everyone is dancing at the table. Mariachis come over. Luanna Ramonia. Sonia says, we're in funky town now. It's fun to watch them have fun. Like It's like the Mexican restaurant. I like when these ladies have fun. It's uh, Nothing is happening in the scene, but it's funny. It's like a nice amuse-bouche. I keep saying amuse-bouche lately. I don't know what's... Luann says diarrhea has a way of showing up when you need it. Dorinda needed a chill and we needed a party. So she's saying, oh, thank God Dorinda's not here. We wouldn't be having this good of a time. Ramona tells her dude that the other dude is cute and younger. She's like, ah, oh, your friend is cute and younger. Uh, the guy goes, I'm 44. We're the same age. And literally, you can just hear Ramona's panties drop. She's like, zip. That's how panties drop. That's the sound. Zip. Ramona goes, I'm not 44. I'm 63. And that guy's pants literally go on. Whoop, like, whoop, whoop. Leah, all of a sudden, you guys. Kissing the dude. She is kissing with her mouth on his mouth. And it hurts so bad. We belong together. And you know. I'm here for you. All, All those times at night when you just, when you just hurt me, me and just, just ran out with that other fellow from Montreal, baby, baby I, I knew about it. it. I, just I just didn't care. care. You, just you just don't understand how much I love, do you? I'm, I'm here for you. you. I'm, I'm not about to go out and cheat on you. Just, just like you did, baby. But that's all right. I love, I love you anyway. And I'm still going to be here for you until my dying day. Right now. I'm just, I'm just in so, so much pain, pain baby. You just, you just won't, won't come, come back, back to me. Will you? Just, just come back, back to me. <laughs> okay, we try things, okay? They don't always work. <laughs> that was, of course, me me using the iconic song, uh, End of the Road by Boys to Men, to express my feelings. Um, you know, sometimes you can't... <laughs> You can't put your your feelings. You can't say them. So sometimes you need a song. I'm so weird. I'm so sorry, you guys. 
don't anybody ever tell Leah about any of this. This is this podcast is our secret and does not need to get out to anybody ever. That there nobody do not ever. If anybody busts me out, I will block you from ever listening to this podcast again. I don't. Okay, so she's doing that whole makeout thing, and it's just it's crushing you guys. It's crushing because I <sighs> just makes me angry. So I'm kind of like. <sighs> I don't know. so Leah's kissing the guy it just it's really hurtful and like she's she's sitting on top of him and I'm like how did that even happen they were sitting next to each other and all of a sudden now she's on top of like she's not like straddling but she's like doing that lean thing and he's like kind of like like holding her and, and it's like dude you just like took your shirt off and walked down a beach and that's how quickly you got that like that's so offensive to all the other dudes out there you know so next morning and I'm just praying to God I'm like oh my God please don't be there please don't to the dude I'm like oh my God I'm so upset you know I'm just really upset because first off you know we had the red lion guy from the bar a couple weeks ago totally could have took that guy in looks and personality I could tell it immediately this guy obviously I'm a better personality obviously looks he's got me beat he's got me beat and I'm I'm fine with that when I'm 70 and he's 70, I bet you I'll be, I'll, I bet you I'll be more interesting looking than him. Do we agree on that? Do we agree? He'll be boring looking and I'll be an interesting older looking man. So, and I'll still have a great personality. So screw off Montreal, Quebec. Sorry to all my Montreal, Quebec listeners. Um, so Ramona comes into Dorinda's room the next day and Dorinda is no longer poop monster. She's happier. She's like, oh, there's a doctor here. His name was Casanova. She's drinking Pedialyte. Ramona tells the Leah making out story and we get a flashback of them kissing and it's like, hello. get." And Ramona's like, hello, get a room. They're exchanging tongues. Uh, Dorinda says that Leah has a beautiful body. I agree. Uh, Ramona singer, um, <sighs> Ramona in a talking head says she's like an untamed heart. She's something doesn't have. Oh, oh yeah. She's like, Oh, you know, she's like an untamed horse. She sometimes doesn't have the best decorum. Leah comes in and, uh, Dorinda's like, Oh my God, your ears must be burning. We were just uh, talking. And he's like, he cuddled me and kissed me. And there's a clips of them doing shots. And I'm like, dude, you motherfucker. That's another thing. You guys, I am an expert cuddler. I don't even use hands. That's how good I am. Like I will, I will, I can cuddle. I can be cuddled. I can be big fork. I can be little spoon. I can be a butter knife. I can be fancy knife, fancy fork. I can be, uh, um, you know, like a, what's that place? Uh, an Ikea, uh, silverware set. I can do all of the spooning and the forking. That's all. That's a prepackaged deal. I've trained. Okay. So, like, when I hear this fucking douchebag is, like, cuddling her, fuck that. He's literally just the tipping her. I know it. I know he is. So, uh, Luann's like, we see a shaman today. Ooh. Dorinda says, we meet the shaman, and then we go into the water from the cave. We go off, and we have a beautiful lunch. You notice Dorinda's always like, we're, we're going to have a beautiful spread. She's always painting the picture of a beautiful spread. Um, the cave, we find out, is the Cenote here. Uh, Leah tells Ramona, she's like, hey, I peed the bed last night. These old women are rubbing off on me. Leah peed the bed with that guy in it. She also lets us know, this is my favorite moment of the show. She's like, I haven't had sex in months and I'm not going to have sex with you. She told the guy she didn't have sex with him. She didn't have sex with him, you guys. That's awesome. 
She's like, says he was a great kisser, ugh, but he was a little bossy. And I'm like, how dare he, my queen? Please let me know where he is, because I'll give him a fistful of talking. I will talk him, I will talk his ear off. I will tell him, how dare you boss Leah around? How dare you? Um, so that was just very upsetting. Um, but also about Leah pee in the bed. I talked about this last week. Do you think Leah has a pee thing? Because she peed on the prince and then she peed in the bed. You know what I'm saying? But also, the other thing is that, like, Leah might be making pee cool again, you know? It's like, who's this Who's this mover and shaker that's peeing in all these beds and on people? That seems pretty cool. Um, Sonia says, uh, oh, yeah. Sonia says, you want a hair of the dog? Drunk in the day and drunk in the night. Love, Sonia. Leah says she needs to keep up with these women who are twice my age. You really do have to give these ladies credit. They are up and at them. Like, they, the joy, the vive of life, the passion for life these ladies have i would literally be the person of like i'm staying in the hotel again i don't want to go out don't can you put sunscreen on my back well you're not going outside yeah but can you put it in for the inside lights um so sonia says my goal is to get them up oh yeah no dorinda says her goal is to get the girls up and out every day they're like babies dorinda loves the spiritual part of these things in a bus they're talking about Oh, yeah. So you guys, they're talking. This is another thing that happened this this past week. They're talking about <laughs> Luann shows the phone. They're like, look at this. Look at this guy. Look at this little stud muffin. And Ramona's like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And Tinsley. Tinsley dated him, too. She's like, yeah, this American Idol winner. It's Constantine Morales, you guys. He took sixth place in American Idol. He's the guy with the he's not people were calling him. People were confusing him with Justin Guarini. I know my early American Idol folks. This is Constantine. Constantine also was in high society with Tinsley Mortimer. He had a moment with everybody. Like, he slept his way around New York, L.A. The guy is a greasy... The guy is a greasy spoon, but in human form, you know? He's just greasy. And it's like... And Luann's like, look at this prize I got. Like, my God. I... Shit you not, all it must take is confidence and, like, some kind of, like, resume at some sort. Like, oh, I was in Big Brother 5, you know, or I was in Fear Factor back in the day. And, like, panties are dropping. Like, I don't get it. Like, these ladies can do much better than Constantine. And they're like, look at my boy toy. Like, I'm... I'm oh, and also, did you guys see that... Um, that blonde, that celebrity blind, where it was like that kid in the Hamptons that was discovered with like over $150,000. And he said, these ladies in the Hamptons are paying this kid to have sex with them. And somebody said it was Ramona. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys know any more information about that? That's crazy, isn't it? Um, okay, so they're talking about nailing Constantine. And by the way, Constantine, if you ever fucking... Are the kids out of the room? I was like, if you ever fucking t- touch Leah, I will cut your hair off. I will narrow your hair. I will make you a bald man. And try having a face like you do being bald. It ain't going to be pretty, brother. It ain't It ain't going to be pretty, brother. I turned into Hulk Hogan at 2 in the morning. Hey, brother, it's not going to be pretty if you touch Leah McSweeney, brother. But no, for real, like, do that thing. Like, put your hands over his hair and just look at his face. Very... He needs the hair. Trust me. He needs it. Some people need the hair. Um, Kenny G's the same way. I think Michael Bolton a little bit the same way. Um, So Dorinda says, duck, duck, goose with me. Oh, Luann says, he's in my shows. Um, 
Ramona and Luann said, oh, Ramona and Luann said they don't bring hiking shoes. She's like, I told you, Dorinda's like, I told you to bring hiking shoes. Julian is the shaman. They're approaching. Everybody's being introduced. Uh, <laughs> Countess Luann gets introduced as Louie. She's like, Lou, not Louie. No. Did I grow a mustache? I didn't. My name's Lou. Um, also, I could be a shaman. Like, I feel like shaman, like, you don't, like, there's no degree. Like, how do you know he's a real shaman? Like, who gives, how do you get a degree in shamanry? He's, um, he's going to ask the birds and the leaves and the trees to take care of you. I can do that. I can ask. And the, the shaman is like just babbling. I'm sure he's saying important stuff, but I don't understand. And Dorinda's like, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm scared. And there's smoke everywhere. Birds are going crazy. Dorinda's like, this is real. Leah's like, oh, God, hopefully this helps my hangover. Uh, they're also, they're doing this zip lining thing down the cave. They're repelling. And Ramona's like, the whole thing makes me dizzy. This seems really easy, but the girls seem really scared to repel into the water. Sonia says, why would I throw myself down a hole like that? Which, uh, you know, there's deeper meaning there. Sonia says, Sonia says she has five more years of earning potential, so she wants to protect the moneymaker. <laughs> Luann goes first. She's like, look at me. I'm down. I'm down in the water. I think I could repel. I, I think that, like, I don't necessarily ever see sports things and go, I would be good at that. But I looked at this and I was like, oh, I could totally do that. I can repel. I could totally do that. Um, she's not repelling. She's just going in. I think I, okay, so Dorinda says, um, Dorinda goes, I'm very athletic. People don't know that about me. She's like, just ask John, who she's referring to John Medesian, her ex. She's like, just, and I'm like, no, Dorinda, I'm not going to ask John if you fuck good. Like, that's crazy. That's so gross. She literally was making, like, a referring to her and John having crazy sex. Like, dude, Dorinda, you're a beautiful lady, but I don't want to, it's like, I would not want you guys to picture me having sex. Why would I ask anybody to have, like, okay, okay, but let's, let's do that. Let's test this out. Hey guys, picture Dorinda and John Medesian having sex. What does that do for you? I'm just picturing crashing cars, like, ah! kids, like, crying, ah! like, it just, it's just not, like, I'm all, like I said, I'm sex positive. What John and Dorinda do in the privacy of their own home is their business. They can go as wild as they want. But when Dorinda steps over a line, it's when she asks me to picture her and John having sex. Do you see the difference? I'm very pro them having sex. I'm negative them telling me to picture them having sex. It's a private thing. Leah is freaky, freaking out, my angel. She's whimpering. Uh, Ramona says, I'm surprised she's acting like a whimpering fool right now. Sonia's shouting, you look great. You look hot. Ramona and Sonia don't go. Um, and then all of a sudden, they're swimming in the caves. And they're like, this is one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Uh, she's like, you got you to gotta get in with the Dolomites, Luann says. Also, there are bats there, like Batman. That's cool. Ramona wishes she had a noodle. Um the guy goes, what are you, five? Ramona says, even Dorinda is happy. We need to keep her in here. So they set up this beautiful lunch for them, supposedly. Uh, cucumber water. water. Sonia's given. Sonia loves it. She's like, cucumber? If you, if you bought this in the city, it would be $12 a cup. Do you notice how Dorinda, uh, how Sonia is constantly adding up prices in her head? Like, because she lost, you guys know that she lost a lawsuit um, years ago, she lost like $6 million in a uh, movie lawsuit. She had signed on to be a producer of a John Travolta movie, I believe, and backed out of it. And the producer sued her and won, and she lost $6 million all at once. So I think ever since then, she like adds up financials in her head. She's like, five plus three, $6 for cucumber water, $12. Okay, 18. Like, I literally think she's like deducting money from that. And she's like, eventually, she's gonna be like, 
Ah, I finally got $6 million in free products. Ah, I'm free. You know, it just feels like that sometimes. So Luann says, what did you think of the shaman? Leah says she sees a witch in Brooklyn. She said she had her ex's, the, the witch in Brooklyn said her ex's energy was left in her vagina and she had to put a crystal egg in her vagina. Leah's the most amazing woman that's ever lived. I mean, honestly, an egg in her vagina. What can she not do, folks? What can she not do? Is that a normal thing? Like, I know I ask a lot of questions to you ladies, and, like, people actually will write into me, and it really, thank you so much. Um, but is that a thing? Do a, lot of, do, do a lot of ladies, I'm not even joking, put crystal eggs in their the vaginas? I am so curious about that. It just, it that's just seems wild, right? Like, that's, that it, it, it. I don't know. You know, it's it's a lot, uh, but I, I totally respect that. I think that's really cool of uh, of her, and I'm totally down with that. Um, oh yeah, speaking of that, actually, I just told you that people do write into me about this thing. I wanted to share this message in regards to Leah's uh, bipolar two uh, diagnosis, and. Uh, one of the listeners write, uh, writes, Hello, I'm catching up on your pod and wanted to share some bipolar 2 thoughts regarding Leah. Uh, I'm a clinical psychologist. Dude, how do people much smarter than me listen to this show? It's like, that's insane. Bipolar 2 is pretty mild because it means you've never met criteria for a true manic episode. So it's especially wild that everyone is talking about this quote-unquote explaining any of Leah's behavior. Also, there's a huge gender bias in how this gets diagnosed, so I see it misdiagnosed a lot. Because this is mild, it is definitely possible to not take meds to manage it and be okay, but it would be less pleasant to deal with. So basically, if Leah has been under control for years without any meds and it's not negatively impacting her at all, misdiagnosis is very not out of the realm of possibility. In my experience, some male doctors used bipolar disorder spectrum diagnoses as a modern-day hysteria. So I thought that really cleared up a lot of things for me. Also, do you do you remember earlier in the season when they were on one of the vacations and Leah was talking to the PETA guy and she's like says something like, oh, I'm being psycho. And like I, I, I she's like, I have these like kind of like I'll treat these guys a little psycho or like or she said or I'll act out or I'm trying to think of the wording. But I was like, maybe that's a little bit a part of it, but she knows how to rein it in or control it at times. Um, so I thought that was really, really an interesting thing. Uh, but thank you so much. I don't want to give the person's name if they want to uh, keep that private. But thank you so much for writing that into me. These things really do help. So I guess what I'm asking now, is it normal for women to put crystal eggs in their uh, vaginas? And that just even sounds silly when I say it. So anyways, that's uh, just if anybody knows, shout at me. Um, but she's like, she's like, there's an energy exchange there. Because of course, sex, there is an energy exchange. And then it made me wonder, like, I wonder, I'm only slept with like, you know, less than 10 people in my life. But like, I wonder if anyone has ever had to egg me, like egg energy me out, you know. And uh, somebody, I think Leah says, rather crystal up my vajayjay instead of a stick up my ass dorinda's daughter calls her during this and lets us know she's like you know that catalog job i had at hunter well they're, now they're paying me and the girls are looking at dorinda because it's like whoa isn't this what you were complaining about us at the trip luann on a talking head says get away from the table after you yelled at us so much today ramona's like what are you doing sonia says you ripped my head off ramona's like where is this anger coming from dorinda 
Dorinda's like, Sonia, you were doing an invite you should have done a week ago. My daughter's calling me. It's my daughter. Leah's rolling her eyes. Dorinda says, I will never not take a call from my daughter. Dorinda's like, I'm so excited she called. Like, and then this is like bizarre because Dorinda's like, all of a sudden, like Ramona's like, I'm worried about you, but I can't. What is going on? What are you like? Dorin, like Ramona's putting on a show, and Dorinda does this weird tactic where she's like, looks at Luann, she's like, I'm so proud of my daughter. I'm so excited she called me. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then she like gets up to to call her daughter again. She's like, What is that about the hunter? This is amazing. It's so weird. Like, and Ramona's like, You keep blowing up on each one of us. Leah says, I know Dorinda is doing this doing what she's doing, but it's not the way to go about this. Uh, Ramona's crying while Dorinda's talking away from her, you know, with her daughter on the phone. She's like, it's really upsetting. You won't take it in. We're trying to help you. And Dorinda's like, hey, sweetie, that's amazing about Hunter. What are they going to have you do? Dorinda goes, you'll be okay, Ramona. You'll be okay. Dorinda comes back. We good? Let's go back. You okay, Ramona? You were a little hysterical. It's funny when you get like that. She like really plays it cool, but there's this underlying just meanness meanness. Ramona's like, I hate when you do this. I hate when you do this. And then Ramona yells at Leah. It's like, you have to be with us about this is a serious issue and you aren't getting it. Leah in a talking head says, Dorinda has always had my back, so I'm not going to turn on her. Dorinda's walking away. This is hysterical. Ramona says, nothing is funny about the situation. There's more fighting between Dorinda and Ramona next week. Leah and her mom. Luann has a rehearsal for her show. Sonia's not there. And Sonia has uh, uh, the opening, the party for her clothing line at uh, 20th Century. So that is Real Housewives of New York. We are going to see this episode tomorrow night. So, so, so exciting, you guys. So exciting. Um... Okay, this is part one of So Bad It's Good. Part two will be out on Friday. We're trying something different this week. Don't worry, don't worry. We're going to go back to the long format next week. We're just trying a little something different. And uh, so thank you for bearing with us. On Friday, you are going to get full recaps of Below Deck Med, and it was a crazy one. I am so angry still this week. You'll get that on Friday along with recaps of Beverly Hills and Potomac. So you have a lot to look forward to on Friday unless you don't like me and then... You don't have a lot to look forward to, but I would appreciate it if you listened to both of them or gave it a shot. Uh, leave me notes if you have any notes on these these recaps. I love it, and let me leave you guys. Um, we did. I did promise to say one thing. In this is my quest for Buca de Beppo for Dorit's room. Uh, I did leave a message for Buca de Beppo last week, and somebody did call me back. Hey Ryan, this is Christian calling over from Buca de Pepo, and I was just calling uh, regarding voice leg left us last night, possibly doing an event, a uh, larger event. Uh, I just needed to know a few details of specifically which location, um, and I can find out exactly maybe when, or at least give you a pretty good time frame of when we can possibly do this and even start contracting possibly. So just give us a call back at 877-955. My name is Christian, and I'm calling over from Buca de Pepo. Thanks, and have a great rest of your day. So folks, for the people that don't think I have a Buca de Beppo party in the works. You are sadly mistaken, and this is what we call a to-be-continued. Tune in on Friday for my conversation with Christian from Buca de Beppo. See you on Friday, folks. Thanks. Oh, yeah, I got to leave you guys with a song. Uh, we try to do a sad song. I'm going to do two in a row. I'm going to do a sad song, and I'm not feeling completely sad, so I'm going to do a sad song, and then do a... A sad song, but like in a pop version. These are two amazing bands I'm about to play you back to back. 
The first band is a band that's always meant so much to me, and I'm really scared their legacy is going to be forgot in this day of music that is just uh, so much is coming at us all the time. But there is a band called R.E.M. led by Michael Stipe that meant so much to me as a kid, uh, so, so much. Their catalog is so deep. They retired about five years ago. It really breaks my heart because I think you need a band like these, especially in the politically charged uh, atmosphere that we're in. Um, I just always really love their music. Also rock or this version of rock. Uh, they really created alternative music back in the eighties. And uh, I always compared U2 and REM to like Tom Hanks and Michael Keaton. Like U2 is like Tom Hanks and Michael Keaton is like REM. At a certain point they were lined up like they were even in terms of success and then Michael Keaton and R.E.M. kind of took this different path, a little weirder path. And Tom Hanks and U2 kind of went for the, you know, they're great, but they kind of went for more big budget blockbuster kind of thing. So this is a song called Country Feedback from the Out of Time album from 19, gosh, I think it's 91. And I just remember this song always made me so sad as a kid because um, the the one of the lyrics is just crazy what you could have had. I need this. I need this. Uh, also, a fun fact about this song, I once later put it in a poem. Certain lyrics of these, I put them in a poem to an ex-girlfriend and acted like I wrote that. So I think I've talked about that in an episode before. So that is that song. And then I want to play you more of a, a – there's country feedback by RM is more of a sad song. But this other one, this is why I love music, is that you can kind of be a sad song but do it in kind of a pop way, like a power pop way. And there's a band – uh, they're two two sisters actually, Tegan and Sarah, uh, from their album Heartthrob. It's a song called "I Was a Fool," and it's a beautiful song, uh, but it's like produced very power pop, like bam, big chords. Uh, just really, you, you can tell the difference. But Tegan and Sarah, you guys probably know Tegan and Sarah, but if you don't, their whole catalog is so great. Really, their whole cat. I remember me seeing them for the first time. Oh, gosh, so long ago, they opened for Ryan Adams at the Wiltern, and this is when we could listen to Ryan Adams without feeling complete shame for what he did uh, to certain ladies, um, but I was a big Ryan Adams fan. I think most white men probably were, um, uh, but Tegan and Sarah, these two sisters open up for him, and you know those bands where you hear them and you're just like, what the fuck is this? They were so funny, and they were so good, and their songs were so just catchy and filled with heart and I just was blown away by them and they became a favorite of mine from that day forward and I always followed them after that but I love that that when music clicks and you're just like ooh, my ears can hear this my ears can hear this so here is back-to-back -back country feedback by REM and I was a fool by Tegan and Sarah we will talk to you guys on Friday ah oh, I love music Don't put us right. I'm too 
Betches.